Hello and welcome to Behind the Player podcast brought to you by Survival Challenge. Today, co-hosting with me, I have John Vitea. How you doing, John? Doing well, William. Glad to be here again. Absolutely. Glad to have you, man. And our con, uh, contestant of the episode is none other than Austin. Austin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Will. Awesome. Well, let's just jump into it. Um, Austin, uh, I mean, I already know this a little bit, but how did you find out about Survival Challenge? Oh, so Survival Challenge, me, I feel like other than you, obviously, since you worked with it, and then David, like I was the person on the cast who's probably known about it the longest. Uh, I first found out about Survival Challenge in 2015. I was at Rodney Bowl uh, up in Boston, and I met uh, this mother-daughter, Maria and Amanda Lundy, and they actually told me about it because they uh, lived right outside Durham, and they used to go every year. And they were the ones that originally told me about it. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, this sounds like super cool. And like, I had just found out about live games. Like, I had literally just found out about Real Foot like the week before that. So it was like my eyes had just been open to this whole sort of uh, LRG community. And so obviously, like, they were about to do season three like in a month and then so obviously like they already had cast everybody uh and then so obviously i just waited till the next year and then they told me about it um then i applied for seasons four five and six and then finally season seven was my time john uh did what finally got austin on this year than past years as far as casting goes yeah, Austin's is a great story. And, and if there's a future applicant out there listening, there's some great tips. Um, so Austin applied, like he said, season four. And then uh, he didn't get cast, but he came up to Maine, right? You were there that first year you applied, right? Yeah, I came uh, every year that I applied. I didn't get season four and five. I came up to Maine and just watched. And then last year was season six. I volunteered and was a tribe handler. Okay, so not to say that showing up at the event site gives you an in to get in, but it gave us a chance to get to know Austin a little bit. Uh, a lot of people got to interact with him. I got to meet him. And, uh, Will, you probably know as much about Austin as anybody. He's kind of a laid-back guy, especially at first. You know, he's, he's kind of quiet. And that's the way he came across to us on his video the first year. It was like, huh, seems like a nice guy. But one of the things we're always saying is we're looking for passion. And I can tell Austin knew Survivor. There's no question about that. But that first video, it's just kind of really chill, laid back. Then the same thing, like with his second video. And then he ran into the numbers game. If, if you're a male under age 30, like you guys are, you represent about two-thirds of our applicants. And there's just a lot of really qualified contestants that are out there we just can't get in the game every year. So to his credit, he keeps applying, he keeps applying. And then he didn't get in 2018. We really wanted him, but it was more of a problem with who didn't know. He's like, he said, he's, he played real foot. He's got connections to other people. And we're always trying to minimize the number of folks in the game that know each other. And, um, even in 2019, uh, he didn't mention he was an alternate. So he didn't even make the initial cut, but I offered him the alternate spot. He's like, heck, yeah, I'm coming anyway. And then all the cards lined up, and so uh, there he was. So 
don't be discouraged. And, and on those videos, we don't want to see phony passion. We want to see that you really love Survivor. So however that comes across for you, uh, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, and just to sort of add on to that, it was funny because actually after last year, because I, I obviously it was because I knew some people in the cast. It was part of the reason I didn't get casted. And I was just kind of like, after last year, I was like, you know, like, I, I was, I just, I'll never forget, John, last year at the little after party thing, you were like, you know, Austin, you just got to quit knowing so many people and maybe we'll get you in this. <laughs> and so I did my best to lay low, not meet any new people in the Survivor community. And then I actually thought about not applying this year. I was like, you know, I might just go and I'll help out. Uh, I, there's probably going to be these people that I know, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it might not work for me, but I was like, ah, I was like, I'll apply one last time. And then if I don't get in this year and there's like a couple more people that I know that are playing, like, I'm just going to be a permanent volunteer from now on. <laughs> well, that's definitely some great advice there, John. Um, Austin, when did you find out that you were actually playing? Uh, well, like John sort of uh, mentioned, uh, I was actually an alternate for this season. So originally I got the first email like, hey, like you didn't get picked, but we want to have you as an alternate if you want. It's just sort of leave those dates open on your calendar. And I was like, absolutely. Like if I'm not playing, I'm going to be there as a volunteer anyways. So I had left those dates open, and I want to say it was the end of March, beginning of April, uh, that John sent me the email, and I was like, I was like, 100% I'm playing John. Like, just go ahead and put me in. <laughs> just send me what I need to send you, and I'll be there. That's awesome. So you must have had a lot of excitement leading right up to the game. Was there what kind of preparation did you do for the season? knowing that you've been trying to get into this for so many years? Uh, really, I just tried not to overthink it. And I know I told people, like, the family and friends who knew that I was going to do this, I told them, like, this was my third live game I've done, and this, is, this was definitely the most nervous I felt. And it wasn't so much nerves about, like, how I was going to play the game or, like, what could happen and all that stuff. It was more so just, like, I've been trying to do this. This was my fourth year, and I finally got in. Like, I don't want to go there and, like, let myself down and all this stuff. So it was – I don't know. There's – I know how to play the game. Like, I know what worked. I've won a game before. It's so, like I know the things that I need to do. So there wasn't really too much, like, preparation. It was more so just trying to be calm and not get too overexcited or nervous going into it. But, like, as far as preparation for the actual game goes, like, physically, like, everybody knows I'm a mask guy in Florida, like – that's training enough uh, for being out there. So there wasn't anything that I specifically did other than just tried to keep myself calm and level-headed going into it. Will, kind of part of the backstory too, other than you who were on location and got to see all the nooks and crannies of the challenge areas and everything, Austin was probably the second no most knowledgeable person because he had played the pirate expedition there. And that was another thing we were wondering, how's that going to play out both for you, Will, and for Austin? Like, you guys have been there before. Do you tell anybody? Do you not tell anybody? And how much does that get into your head as you get into the game? So I'm curious, Austin, when you were getting ready to come in mentally, 
what were you preparing to tell everybody about what you've already done on that property? So coming into it, the whole thing was just, this is my first time. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is so exciting. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm so excited to be here. Can't wait to do this. Oh my gosh. Like, usually there's survivors. Why aren't there any survivors here? Uh, sort of stuff like that. But I knew, I knew there was a possibility that there would be somebody playing that I knew but I wasn't obviously not a hundred percent sure till you get there and see everybody. So coming into it, my plan was just like, I'm not telling nobody I've played any games before, especially the fact that I won a game on this property two years ago. Uh, so it was just don't tell nobody. And then just sort of, if there is somebody there who knows, uh, we'll, t- we'll tell people we played, but we're not telling anybody that I won. <laughs> um, all right. Well, the game has just started, and when we're going through preparation, even though you can't talk to anybody, you you can see some people. Was there anyone that you knew right off the bat before the game started that you saw in uh, the the preparation? And um, was there any other standouts of people that you didn't know? All right. Well, this is the fun part for me because I was the only person who was not there during the check-in. So I've been listening <laughs> to all these other podcasts, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I was looking at these people." Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, my happy ass was driving as fast as I could to get there, freaking out because. So I drove from Florida. It was like a thirteen-hour drive, thirteen, fourteen-hour drive. I drove the day before on Tuesday. I drove from Florida to one of my best friend's house in Kentucky, stayed there, got breakfast with him, left uh, Wednesday morning. I'd given myself about an hour's worth of time to like, I wanted to get there about an hour early. So I leave, you know, I'm driving along for about two to three hours and I get about 10 miles outside St. Louis and I just see everybody stopped a bit. Everybody was coming to a stop. So I was like, oh, there's a wreck. Like, this will be like a 15, 20-minute thing. No big deal. I still got time. Like, I'll get there. I'll have 30, 40 minutes left. Time to grab something to eat. We'll be all right. Little did I know that I would be sitting in that exact same spot for an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. Because oh, my gosh. There was a three semi-trucks that had gotten in an accident and had, like, ripped the front off one of the semis. So I was, I was literally sitting there, like, just looking at the clock, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is taking longer than I thought it would. And then I, I would look at the time on my phone saying what time I was getting supposed to get there. And I was like, well, it's getting closer to 430. It's past 430. Now we're working up towards five o'clock, like, oh, my God. And I was I was in the right hand lane and I was literally trying to, like, look and see how I could cut across traffic and, like, go down the median go back the other way and like go a different route. I had already found this route on uh, the, the maps on my phone to like get past this. So I was freaking out, finally get through it after the hour and a half hour and 45 minutes. And from that point I was just hauling butt from St. Louis to Macomb. I was like, I got about an hour away and I was like, oh, my God, like, I haven't eaten since breakfast. Like, I should probably eat. And I also needed to stop at the store because I had forgotten to bring a bag. So I was like, crap. And so I was driving through this really small town. And I, I saw they had a Taco Bell and, like, a dollar store. So I just ran in the dollar store as fast as I could. And 
I was, the Taco Bell drive through was really long, so I was like, crap, I don't have time to get anything to eat. So I grabbed just a little, like, backpack thing that I wore, had for the game, and then, or I guess to keep my stuff in. I thought I needed it for the game. And then I grabbed, like, two bags of gummy worms and two Mountain Dews, and I was like, all right, this is going to be my final meal as I'm driving. And then I just hauled butt the rest of the way. I think it was when I stopped then, I texted John, and I was like, hey. So I was stuck outside St. Louis in this traffic jam. It says I'm going to be there around 5. I'm coming as fast as I can. And the only thing John texted me back was hurry. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, John and Mike and all these people are going to shoot me. Like, they know I've been waiting for this for so long. And now they're just going to replace me. And I'm going to get there. And I'm just going to be stuck being a volunteer when I could have been playing. And thankfully, I made it. I think I got there around 5.15 after I'd made all my stops. I actually got a ticket in the mail uh, from speeding, trying to get there as fast as I could. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that was my thing. So I so I get there. Like obviously, I've been to the location before. Uh, I come flying up. I don't know where this thing had taken me. Like there's a main road, like right up the street from Jordan and Ian's property. But it had me on like this little like dirt rock road that I was going about 65 miles an hour down. And I finally, I pull up to the house and the person was like, hey, and I was like, hi, I'm the last player to arrive. I know, like, I'm hurrying. Just tell me where to park. So I parked, jump out of the car. Uh, the first first person I see after that is Bob, like, coming to greet me. And, like, obviously I met Bob. stayed like, on this property before in Maine. And I'm, like, just trying to grab everything and like run to the house as fast as I can. And I'm like dropping things. And Bob's just looks at me and he's like, you're a disaster, son. I was like, I know, Bob. I'm hurrying. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And then what yeah, a way to so start. I get there and I run. <laughs> obviously, like, I know all these people who are volunteering, like whether they played last year or like I've just met them from being there. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like hey, everybody, I'm here. And they're like, don't talk to anybody. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, And then, wow. obviously, I just checked in real quick. William, he was that one person, you know. We we had everything down to a science, you know. And last the year before, it was Laura, who almost oh ran out God. of gas. And this year, it was Austin. And uh, we had hoped to be done everything and at the start gate by 530. <laughs> And I was like, damn it, of all people, it's Austin, you know? Literally, that was, like, your situation, Austin, was, like, my worst nightmare because we had people the year before um, have flights canceled and just couldn't right. even get get to uh, Macomb. And I was worried. Like, I flew in uh, to Chicago, um, like, 36 hours before the challenge. I, like, wanted it to be so early because I, like, Nothing else, nothing's going to mess up my chance. I was just like, so, so worried that something was going to happen. So I like feel for you. And I just feel so bad. It's like, it was going to happen to somebody, but at least, I mean, at least you knew how to get there. So that helped your situation a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I, I, cause I basically sort of knew, had a better idea of how things would work than I feel like any of the other people who had never been there before, like watch. 
So it was like, I didn't bring anything in. Like everything I brought with me when I ran to the house was everything I needed for the game. So it was just like, here, check it. Like, get me where do I, I need to be. And then just sort of like ran to the car and was like, take me to where I'm going. Let's start this thing. Awesome. Well, finally you did get there and they take you out back to the woods. Um, and, um, then you get handed a map and you're told the game is begun. What do you do? Uh, well, so sort of just backtrack a little bit, right? Right. When they take me to the thing, like obvious, I, we pulled up in a lot where they let me out and I saw, I think it was Dion was taking a group. I think it was a Upon group, um, like down to the right. So I saw them and I was like, okay, like we're split into like groups of like three or four people. I couldn't tell how many were in a group. So I knew like where they were taking me. They were like, wait here. I was like, all right, like there's going to be a group of people down here. I was like, obviously they're going to be like, well, this guy's super late. Like what the hell is his problem? So like, (laughs) I got to make a great first impression. So I opened up my bag, broke out my kazoo hat and threw it on. Cause I was like, this will make them laugh, make them smile. First impression they see of me. Hopefully it'll make not make them think too much about me being late. Uh, so walk down there. Uh, I think we stood there probably like 10 minutes. Then they gave us the map and we got started. Uh, first thing do is everyone just sort of introduce themselves. It was me, Jen, uh, Bruce, and Bobby. Uh, just sort of introduce ourselves real fast. Uh, read the instructions on the map. Looked at the map and then just took off like bats out of hell. And proceeded to run like bats out of hell the whole way until we just found something and we just grabbed it. And then we were like, on to the next one. And there was a point while we were running before we grabbed anything, I was like, I feel like we should probably stop and reread this because if we just grab something, I feel like we're stuck with it. But I don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, guys, stop. Let's reread it. Don't make a mistake. So I just we just sort of ran and grabbed it, and then we went to the next thing, and then they were like, oh, no, like that's all you get. So I was like, oh, well, at least we don't have to run too much anymore. So then we just kind of <laughs> walked to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your first impressions of your teammates? Uh, so it's funny because coming into this, if there was one person I expected to be playing and, like, fully expected and for a year have fully expected that person to be here was Jen because I was there when she quit uh season six I was with uh Jordan down at the camp like checking on them and trying to talk her out of quitting the game and uh and then she had told me at the after party last year like oh my gosh like I have to play again I'm gonna be the top fundraiser like there's no doubt about it in my mind like this is my goal 100% 100% I'm going to be back playing next year so I, I never forgot that so I fully expect to see her there I just never fully expect to see her on my tribe just since I was there last year so when I walked down the path and I see her I was like oh I was like don't smile don't look at her don't smile and then obviously uh Bruce and Bobby it was like all right like these are two guys who are older than me uh they both seem very they both just had this very like stern looks on their face the whole time uh and so that was interesting uh it wasn't like a bad vibe but it wasn't like a like a great vibe i got from them either uh and then once we got to the finish line and we got to talk a little bit that's when i was like okay like these guys are cool like this this, i feel like these will be good people to have on a tribe and then it's actually funny because i know i've told you this will so we're just standing there talking like the four of us and like obviously we had like seen another group of people running 
earlier, I want to say it was Anthony's group, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, we were just standing there, the four of us talking, and I see this, it turns out to be a Ufon group one by, and I see you with them, and I was like, oh, I was like, there goes Will doing his film and doing his camera work, whatever. I was like, I'm sure I'll be seeing plenty of him <laughs> this week. And then whatever y'all left, and then David, Christine, um, Brendan, and Ra- Christine, Rachel, yeah, Brendan and David all ran up. And it was like, at first, they kind of just stayed. Like, we were both, like, in our groups of four. And it was like, we were looking at each other, but, like, we kind of stayed in our groups for a few minutes just talking in our groups. And I'm pretty sure it was Brendan who was kind of like, he's the one sort of came over and was like, hey, guys, like, what's up? And then, so then obviously, like, we realized they were letting us talk. So we were like, all right, like, this is probably a thing. Uh, so we were all talking. And as soon as they wind up, I see David. And I'm like, I know that guy. And I was like, Survivor. And I was like, no, he hasn't been on Survivor. But I know him from Survivor something. Like, I met him somewhere. Like, where do I know this guy from? And it was really annoying me that I couldn't figure it out. Because I'm usually very good about putting like remembering people from when I met them. So I, I would like, I was just like looking around, like listening to everybody talk. And, but I kept like looking back at David and I was like, who is this guy? And it was literally like a five minute thing where I was just like racking my brain. Where do I know him from? And then finally I was like, I, I just looked at him and I was like, I feel like this guy used to have long hair. And as soon as I said that, like the picture of when I met David, when he had like long curly hair, like mine, came in and i was like oh my god i was like it's david crowley like bob's son i was like oh i was like that's why i think of him as survivor now were you scared or excited that he was on your team i was excited because i had talked to him some uh in the past uh when uh it was in durham uh we had never like had like super like long conversations or anything uh but I was excited to have him on my tribe. So I was like, all right, like, I feel like me and him could definitely work together. Like, he's somebody that you could, like, bro down with uh, for me. Uh, so, yeah, I was definitely excited to have him on my tribe. And I was just wondering if he was going to tell people or if it was something he was going to try to keep a secret. Awesome. Well, you had – it wasn't too long before you had your first challenge as the full – uh, Zika tribe. How did that go for you guys? Oh, it went pretty freaking great for us, <laughs> especially for my group because my group went first. Uh, me, Jen, Bobby, and Bruce, and it was literally just one time down for each of us, and we finished. And it was like, oh, like we're done. Like y'all finish this off. Don't mess it up. We just gave you this huge lead. And then obviously they struggled a little bit more than we did, but they still won and got it done for us way before uh, get it done. But I will back a little bit for that, just impressions of when I see tribes come out. Um, obviously, we come out groups, and before that, me and Jen had actually gone to get the box for our tribe, and it's like, we need like two people to come get something, and Jen volunteered, and I was like, alright, I'll go with her. And I was like, well, I was like, this is opportunity. Let's see. I remember Jen. Let's see if she remembers me. And 
like right away as soon as we were walking up there jen was like we were just talking and then it was she was like austin i got you if you got me and i was like done like i got you um but then obviously i got her shirts went up to the challenge and then i see kia walk up and i'm like oh god i was like of course lance is here i was like why wouldn't lance be here because literally every live game i've played in lance has played in the game too i was like of course lance is here uh and then i see the upon tribe walking up and i was like i was like oh i was like will's wearing the the shirt that everybody else is wearing and i was like oh will is playing I was like, this is interesting and then i was like oh jason's playing oh don is playing i was like wow i was like this is gonna be interesting i was like i might have to adjust my strategy a little bit see the problem we had will too many people I think, oh yeah and i mean i i wasn't any better but <laughs> i wasn't expecting this many people well, yeah. uh, and i'm sure austin you were like holy crap how do i know so many people here i mean i know i know people but i shouldn't know this many people <laughs> yeah no i was literally like no wonder i was an alternate at the beginning <laughs> yeah and this is a little insight into the casting process and and then once we're done the next thing the next challenge is trying to sort you out into tribes because we're aware of most of those connections as well and you know sometimes people look at these initial tribe groupings and say how'd you come up with those a lot of times it's just trying to keep people away from other people that they know um that really plays a lot into how a lot of that gets started so um, in Austin's case, it, you know, it was really hard to build a tribe where he didn't know anybody. And same thing with you, Will. So you're just trying to minimize the connection. Well, I know that you said that Austin obviously was an alternate, but also Donna was an alternate. So two of those people that had lots of connections weren't even originally slated for the original cast. So, Yeah, and, and we'll never tell, but we actually swapped the tribes probably two days before you started oh. because of Donna coming oh, in uh, as the that last That would be so fun to know that we could have known what, like, that would be a whole different world of what is. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, maybe at, uh, at uh, pre-game 2020, we could sit over a campfire and I'll, I'll tell a select few of you. I will not let you forget that. All right. Well, um, so you kind of alluded to it at first, Austin, but what did you think about the fact that there were no survivor players? And then also, what did you think about the imbalance of females and males? Uh, So when I like that was one of the other things I thought when I saw Kia and Upon, I was like, well, I was like, we don't have any survivors. But I know from last year, like there was just one. So maybe one of the other tribes has one. We walked up. I didn't see any. I wasn't too heartbroken. Like, obviously, like, that's, like, sort of the fun thing that people want from Survival Challenge. But it's also, I've been there. I've played it without them. Like, it's nothing new for me. That wasn't, like, the sole reason I applied to play the game was to play with Survivors. So I was just like, all right, they're not here. It's whatever. Um, And to be honest, like, I didn't realize the female to male discrepancy. Uh, Just from playing in games, like, I know that, that's usually how it is. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh my gosh, like, why did, why, why aren't there the same number of girls as guys? It's like, it's something that I expect and have gotten used to, honestly, at this point and helping out with live games. But, John, I'm doing my best to find you some new girls who have no connections. <laughs> <laughs> 
for 2020 just saying <laughs> awesome great well um so what did your uh tribe zika ended up getting for campsite and uh camp uh just uh like any food or any flint any tarps what'd you guys get uh so we had had my group we had just gotten the thing of sawdust uh brendan's group they had gotten the tarp while they were at the starting thing uh and then since we got to pick we got to pick between the camp with a tarp the camp with a fire or the camp with nothing and at first it was kind of like oh like it makes sense to pick the one on fire we already have a tarp then we talked about it and we were kind of like, well, like we don't think it's going to rain tonight. Like since it was the day the game started, like everyone had like done the last minute weather check. So we were like, well, we're pretty sure it's not going to rain tonight. It doesn't look bad. So why don't we take two tarps? And that way, even if it does rain, like we'll have room to spread out and we're not all crammed under one tarp. So we ended up going with the, taking the second tarp just so we'd have more room and not have to climb on top of each other. <laughs> What was um, what was some highlights of that first night at camp? You know, a lot of first impressions are going around. What's some of the standout people for you in that first night? Uh, well, not necessarily a standout person, but we get to camp and we're like, oh, look, like, obviously they've been trying to burn something down here earlier. And look, like, if we stirs around, we might find a few embers. So we did. Able to find a few embers, got a fire started pretty quick after that. So it was like, like this is perfect. Like we have a fire and we have two tarps. Like we're sitting pretty right now. So that was just a great morale boost for Zika as soon as we got to camp. Uh, and then, you know, it was just sort of the fun, like exploring around. I had been to that campsite before. <laughs> so I was kind of, it was funny when we were walking, there's a bridge you cross when you're going to zika camp and like when you cross the bridge the first little part you come to was the merge camp from the game i had played there before and there were still all the markings on this tree from where hidden immunity idol was and i was like i'm like i might have to use this at some point and be like oh my gosh guys what do you think these things mean to send people on a wild goose chase just wanted to keep that in the back of my mind uh <laughs> but that was just cool like sort of seeing there i was like all right like i sort of know where everything is around here um and so people were just, you know, getting to know each other, like, uh, on our, just talking about our lives, what we do, where we're from, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we were all just kind of standing around. And I remember Jen had gone off to do something. And as soon as she left, everyone was just sort of standing there. And, like, right away, I'm pretty sure it was Bobby. Bobby was like, everybody knows she played last year, right? And some people are like, what? <laughs> and I was just kind of like, oh, my God, what are you talking about, Bobby? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like, she played last year. Like, she quit, blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember her from the videos and all this stuff. And they were like, we'll see if she tells us, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, please, Jen, I hope you tell them. because." Uh, but no matter what, even if she had, hadn't come forth with the information, I was going to tell her that it had been talked about. And that way she could, like, act like she was coming forward about it. Uh, but it was literally like five minutes after she came back into camp, something had come up about a previous season and she was just like, Oh yeah. Like, just so y'all know, like I played last year and I was like, Oh, thank God, Chip. Thanks for telling everybody. <laughs> and then I know Brendan mentioned his podcast, like he had been like fanboying over Bob earlier and then like something had come up about it. And then David was just like, Oh yeah. Like 
I'm Bob Crowley's son. And Brendan's like, oh, my God, like, freaking out. And, and everybody was kind of like, oh, wow, like, that's surprising. And I was like, oh, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and then I literally – I had this moment. I'm standing there, and I was like, well, I was like, there's two people here that both know that I've been to this. Like, is this, this your is, time to come like, out, right? <laughs> I was like, this is my chance to, like, just tell everybody, like, come clean. It can't be used against me. Like, I'll just say I was here last year as a volunteer. I had some friends playing, which was true. I had some friends playing, and, like, I volunteered and was a tribe handler. And then, like, I just had this moment, and I was like, don't, it was just like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I would... At that moment, I basically committed to the lie, like a guy that gets caught cheating on his girlfriend, just deny, 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 and hope it goes away if it ever comes up. And until the uh, until the Brendan P conversation. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> it was deny, deny, deny was the mindset. But it was literally, it was like this distinct moment where it felt like everything just sort of slowed down and stopped. And I was like, well... I was like, they both just admitted their secrets, which I was never going to use against them. I wasn't going to tell anybody. And I was like, well, they admitted theirs. Like, they got their stuff out in the open. I was like, do you tell everybody or not? And then I just was like, I'm not telling nobody. <laughs> and then and then it also got to a point where I was like, there was a moment like five, ten minutes later where I thought of it. And I was like, I was like, well, I was like you can't go back now. The moment passed if you were going to bring it up. I was like, otherwise, it's just going to look sketchy now. So don't bring it up. Austin, help me out from a, a game design point of view. Like we, we stick those sacks with the sawdust out there, right? And you grab it and you're like, oh, crap, we're stuck with this thing, right? So you lug it to camp. Did anybody look inside of it? All right. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because I don't think I was, I don't think I was the person that grabbed it. I think Jen was the one who grabbed it like when we got there. But then uh, I was sort of the person that was carrying it. And I was like, if I know survival challenge, there's possibility that there's something in this bag. And when we had kind of stopped and like realized that like we had to go, that we couldn't get any other items. I was like, well, I'm just going to see what's inside. So I had opened it just to see what was in it because I was like, this is like weird. And I looked inside and I was like, Oh, and they were like, what's in there. And I was like, it's literally just sawdust. And they were like, Oh, like that's depressing. And I remember, like, we were, like, just sort of walking uh, towards the finish line, and I'm carrying it. And I was like, if I know survival challenge, like, there's a possibility that there's something in this, like, an idle clue or something. So I was like, why not just poke around in the bag? But I was also, I knew the sawdust would be flying everywhere and it'd be sticking to <laughs> me. So I'm like, I have the bag open a little bit. I'm like, looking at it, like, wanting to dig through it. But I was like, this is not the right time to dig through it. But I knew at some point I wanted to go through it and try and find or see if there was anything in there. And then and at, when everyone went to bed that night, like Bruce was like messing with it a lot. Apparently some people were saying I was on like the far side from where it was. I was on the far side of the shelter from it. So like I didn't see it that much, but I know Brendan and Brendan had said that Bobby had said he was Bruce was messing with it a lot. Okay. It's always fascinating to us because, you know, we set these things up and we have an expectation of how it's going to play out and it almost never does. So I'm always interested to hear the backstories of, 
at least you were uh, intrigued enough to to think about it. Yeah, it, and everyone just didn't just write it off as a bag of sawdust, you know. Yeah, it didn't it didn't turn out to be anything of value, but uh, nobody would have known that if they hadn't looked. Yeah, and I mean there was I definitely like was like. I'm going to be the keeper of the sadness the whole way. I don't know the way to camp. I don't want nobody else looking at this. Like, this is my idea. And I think I gave it like a feel around, like on the outside, like really trying to see if there was anything, maybe, maybe if there was an idol itself in it, just trying to feel around. And I didn't feel anything at first. So I was just like, Oh, like whatever. And I, I think I dug around like the top layer. Like once we actually got to camp and we're starting the fire, but I never went like super far down in the bag until, until the next morning. And yeah, we, we thought somebody would, would use this stuff to help start a fire. If oh, nothing yeah. else. I mean, we used it to help start a fire for sure. Yeah. And then, but as far as like digging super far deep and down in the bag, I n- never wanted to go that far since it was sitting right in the middle of camp. Okay. So that morning, uh, on day two, did you get a chance to take a look at the bag? All right. So this is where I started developing trust issues with Brendan. <laughs> it was over this freaking bag. So when Brendan first came up, I don't know why, like just sort of the way he talked and like carried himself is completely the wrong impression, but I think you'll get a kick out of this, Sean. I thought of him. He just reminded me of Justin from last season. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, right away, I had this, like, bad first impression with Brendan. But, like, once you talk to Brendan, like, you realize, like, how young he is. You just realize he's this, like, young, energetic, charismatic dude uh, who's awesome, and I love Brendan to death. Uh, but so, I, I like, right away, I kind of had a negative impression of him. But I, I talked to him like I liked him more. And then that morning, we had gone, like – People had, like, kind of started idol hunting and, like, talking and all this stuff. And it was, like, obviously we didn't know the reason behind it. But, like, when we'd be in camp, Brendan would run off. And then he'd come back, like, 30 seconds later. And I was like, what is this dude doing? Like, it's so sketchy. Like, I already got a bad vibe, like, and you're making it worse. Well, so, and at that point, like, the five had kind of started to form with me, Brendan, Rachel, David, and Bobby. And we were all sort of looking for idols, like, down in, like, the river on, like, the backside of camp where the stream is. And I had gone, and I was, like, I think I was talking to Bruce. And then Brendan, like, walked by, and he looked at me and, like, shaked his head and gave me a thumbs up, and it looked like he mouthed, I got it to me. So I was like, oh, all right. Well, he got the idol. Like, at least I'm working with him. Like, I'd rather have it. Well, then a little bit later, Rachel comes up to me, and she goes, she goes, the idol's in the, she's like, there's an idol in the bag, in the sawdust bag. And I was like, what do you mean the idol's in the sawdust bag? She's like, Brendan, like, they said it's in there. And I was like, I was like, why would they just leave it there? Like, there's no reason someone would just leave an idol in the sawdust bag if they know it's there. So I was like, well, if it is, like, I'm going to go look at it and I'm going to take it because I want it. So I go over to the bag and then Brendan had sort of got everyone else away from camp and it was just me and Rachel. And Rachel's like, go, go, go. So, like, open the bag. I reach down in there and I grab it. And as soon as I grabbed it, I was like, this is not an idol. This is way too big to be an idol. I was like, this is like a plastic bag. 
And as soon as I pulled it out, I was like, it's a fucking apple <laughs> and a tangerine. I was like, what are y'all talking about? So then for me, I was like, I was like, this dude, like, he's trying to frame me. Like, he's probably over there telling everybody I got an idol now. Like, what the heck is this guy doing? That's hilarious. Will, you appreciate this. Oh, so much. We put, those, <laughs> we put these things in the game, and we'd have, we would have never dreamed – that that bag would have had that kind of impact on the game. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. It's just so fun to hear. Absolutely. Um, so it sounds like, I mean, by that next morning, what's the overall vibe of Tribe Z, guys? Is it dysfunctional? Is it not trusting? Is there a lot of already, like, small clicks going on? You know, so... Well, so I think when you look at Zika from the outside looking in, and I mean, even from our perspective, it was kind of obvious who like the first, like that, that was just sort of a natural five and that there were like three people who was kind of like, Oh, like it'll be interesting to see how they can fit in. And I mean, that's how I just felt the whole time. Uh, but that first night there, at least not that I'm aware of, like there wasn't like no, nobody was like going off like separately or in small groups talking and building anything and like the only time people are off in like groups of two or three is getting firewood or whatever and like obviously little talk's gonna happen then but nothing extensive uh and it was it was funny because like i knew like i i would have a thing with jen i knew like i could talk to david at some point and brendan and me had had some good conversations but like the the person i wanted to talk to more than anybody the first night and tried to like get with was rachel and i think I know Louis sort of mentioned it on his podcast that Zika was like at the merge at least was like a very quiet like group of people and like we ha- we do have like a lot of people on our tribe who are more like sort of quiet laid back people like Bruce, Jen and Brendan can all be like big personalities but like me, David, Bobby, Rachel we're all sort of similar we can be very like just calm and laid back. And Rachel I was trying to talk to Rachel and Rachel I just feel like she wasn't giving me much. And I was like, oh, like, I, wa- I want to talk to this girl and like, try and get something going. And so me, Rachel, and Jen had been, like, sitting together. And then, like, they, like, got up to go lay down. And I was like, well, I was like, I'm just going to go with them. And it was right by the shelter. Uh, the shelter was right by where everybody was sitting by the fire. So it wasn't like we isolated ourselves. But we went over there, and I laid down uh, on the end next to Rachel. And then Jen was on the other side of her. And then, like, we just laid there and we talked. Nothing strategic came up like I was hoping. Uh, But then sort of like the joke me and Rachel have is that we ended up cuddling for the night. And then we were buddies the rest of the game and after the game. And it was just kind of funny that that was what led to it. Sort of like I felt like me and Rachel was like, we cuddled together the first night and then it was like the next day it was kind of like like all right we're working together (laughs) but i will say i had no clue that first night or the first the next morning that i knew i was going to be the last one to sleep i didn't know that me and her were the last two to sleep and that when everybody else was up me and her were just laying there cuddling when brendan said that in the podcast i was like oh that's definitely not a good look (laughs) but i i got a lot of flack for sleeping because I was the last person up and apparently it had been a while. But I knew coming into it, sleeping, especially the first night, is always the hardest thing for me in these games. Like, after the first night, it's not bad. But that first night, 
I was well one I was cuddling with Rachel and Jen to an extent Rachel had from my elbow like up to my chest and then Jen was laying on my forearm or like literally had the palm of my hand like around her head and so I couldn't move my arm and roll over so I literally just laid there awake until the sun started coming up like there were people who got up who had slept woken up and got up for the day before I even fell asleep and then so I did, I literally didn't fall asleep till the sun came up. And then, so they all gave me a lot of flack for being the last one asleep and snoring. And I was like, hey, I was like, listen, I was up way later than anybody else. So I don't want to hear it. So going into the challenges, um, how did you feel like your team dynamic played out chemistry wise? Uh, I was looking forward to the challenges. I felt like we had a strong dynamic. I think like Kia and Upon did. We sort of sat there the first night and talked about, like, all right, these are our strengths. Like, if these challenges come up, like, I feel comfortable doing that. And I noticed during the very first challenge, I had seen the baskets in the pond. And we had talked about specifically, like, it's probably going to be, like, a basketball challenge, like, shoot the balls in. And me and Rachel were like, we're both basketball players. We play basketball, like, once a week back home. Like, if if it comes up, like, we we got this. And sure enough, that's the first challenge. But uh, we're... I felt very good about our tribe going into the challenges and then that sort of quickly disappeared after my performance in that first challenge. (laughs) Uh, That one, like the first challenge that we had on Wednesday was like, it was good and like sort of get you into it, but it wasn't anything where I was like, Oh, like this is like super like too complicated or anything. But the basketball one, I was like, all right, like, this is the real deal. Here we go. Like, I knew it was challenge day and it was going to be a long day of challenges. So I was super excited. I was like, we're, I was like, Zika's about to get this first W, let everybody know we're here. And then couldn't make the last ball in to save my life. And I, I don't know how Rachel felt, but I feel like she felt the same as me because we had talked a lot of crap. Like, oh, it's basketball. We got this. Like, there's no way we're going to lose. And then we lost. And I was like, well, that's not a good first impression of everybody. <laughs> um, now, the, the second uh, reward challenge was also very interesting as after Upon, not to brag, but got it done almost immediately, both Zika and kia struggled quite a fair bit and um there was a a good about it was a good show of what relationships look like when they're put under pressure was there any revelations for you there that came out during that challenge i think that's sort of the first challenge was obviously because we were doing so poorly at it people started stepping on each other's toes and whatnot uh, and just the frustration of trying to get it done after about three or, three or four times, once it got kind of bad, where it was like, all right, like clearly we're not communicating well. This is not going the way it needs to. I was just like, and I think Bruce was like starting to irritate some people with things he was saying and like trying to like yell out. And there was always, there we tried to do the same order every time but there was always some confusion so when we changed up the order i was like guys i'm just going last i was like i'm gonna stand here and if we can get it to that point i promise i'll get up there and put the block down and we'll be all right and we never got to that point (laughs) (laughs) so it was obviously like everybody knows me like i'm very calm and like collected like i don't freak out much about anything on the outside, like on the inside, I can. And I just remember I was just standing there and I was like, I'm holding my rope tight. 
Like, this is really starting to piss me off. Like, this challenge is not that hard. I was like, clearly, Upon showed it's not that hard. I was like, but at least Kia's sucking as bad as we are right now. <laughs> Fascinating one for me to to call as the host. The first challenge, we always try to make a, you know, upbeat because everyone's adrenaline's running. But pretty quickly, we like to give a challenge like that to, to try to put some strain on communication and tribe dynamics to see what shakes yeah. out. And, uh, and I, go ahead. I remember when you said that we we're, what was it? Eight blocks. We, that was the yeah. original. And then you like had us go down to seven. I remember when you said that, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, this is freaking embarrassing. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm... I, I watched uh, Will's Upon group get done so fast. They even got done quicker than we did when we dream teamed it. And we had built the things, you know, I was like, wow, that was impressive. So I, I knew they had something going with their communication, but it was fascinating with the Zika's because like you said, Bruce was kind of taking a leadership role there. And he kept saying, you know, whoever, somebody, lower your rope. And I'm looking at the circle in the middle, and I'm thinking, if they lower that rope, yeah. it's going to fall. And it did. Yeah. And so you restacked it. And then he, he said, so-and-so, you need to lower your rope. And they did. And it fell again. And I'm wondering, like, is anybody going to step up and say, no, this isn't right, you know? But everybody's in that awkward stage where they don't necessarily want to be that person. But like you said, you know, there's only so much you can put up with that because the competitor in you is going to kick in and you're like, no, I'm not going to just keep doing this wrong because you're telling me to. And that was that was my perspective. I was sitting there and he would say, let your rope down. And I was like, that person does not need to be the one letting the rope down. The person on the other side does. <laughs> and then it just got out. I was like, I was like, I'm not stepping in like whatever. Like, it's just reward day. And it's the second one. Like, we'll be fine if we don't get this. So, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, you had a pretty big moment uh, later on with the with the match. Oh wait, actually no. Before I get to that, there's one more thing I want to touch on. Um, we had the slingshot challenge where we had a fair yes. bit of mixing up um, players from all the tribes. It was a really good look, first look at what the other people were like from the different tribes. Who did you go off with on your tribe, and what were the standouts from the other tribes? Uh, so it was me and Rachel, and I thought it was really funny listening to Gracie's podcast when Andy talked about how, like, as soon as they talked about it, like, Justin started shifting toward Gracie, because I remember I didn't think that there were, it was going to be a swap that fast. I was like, there's no way, like, they're just messing with us, whatever. I was like, but on the off chance it is, it is survival challenge, whatever. I was like, I want to be with Rachel. So I kind of did the same thing Justin did. And like, as they said it, I just kind of like shifted over to Rachel and was like, hey, like I'm right here. Let's go together. Uh, so I was with Rachel. And then when we went into like the group of six, I know it was Louie and Donna because I was like, I already know Donna. Like, hello. Like, I'm Austin. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, and then obviously Louie talked about it. Like the whole mascot thing came up. I don't remember who the Kias were because obviously they ended up in another group when they split from like six to four or whatever. I don't remember, but I just remember it was me, Rachel, Donna and Louie. And as we were walking over towards the actual like slingshot part was when me and Louie had our conversation. Like it came up that I was a mascot and Louie's like, Oh my God, like I was a mascot in college. And I was like, no freaking way. Like that's pretty sick. Like, 
never thought I'd have bonding with somebody over a mascot at a survivor game, but like this is cool. Like hopefully this can lead to something in the future where I can work with him. Hey Will and then a little quick editorial that I could come clean. Um uh, when I had that whole swap thing laid out, um, you know, Jen and I are talking about it and she says, dad, this is too complicated. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm just going to walk them all through it. It looks bad on paper, but it'll go quickly out there. Right? So I had <laughs> and then all of a sudden I just went blank and I could not remember what the last step was. And that was when I turned around and took the time out with her and it would have been great if somebody got it on video. I said, Jen, I just had a brain cramp. I have no idea what we're doing. That's amazing. <laughs> we- I was like, help me out here because we need to forget about what we were supposed to do. We just need to figure out what to do now. So we came up with that drop one person thing. Like that was not at all part of the original design, but it ended up working out just fine. And so many times that happens in the challenge and nobody ever knows that it ever happened. But that was just one of my big clunkers. And it was on day one, too far into the game. And I'm like, wow, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I think that's probably the the one complaint probably that I heard from people talking about the challenges was that challenge being confusing in direction. Like that was the yeah. one thing about the challenges that people had to say negatively. <laughs> and that was very fair criticism. We, we, I accept that. And, and it was me. <laughs> uh, it is interesting to see how that, that played out. So Austin, did you use this time to try to talk to anyone from the other tribes? Uh, so once me and Louis sort of had that moment, like exchange, like we were both mascots, like me and him really just talked like the whole time that we could. And I really liked Louie and I was uh, very optimistic that uh, further on down the road, me and him would have an opportunity to work together. Uh, And then like once the actual challenge part got started, like I was super excited for it because we did this like pretty much the exact same challenge in a different game I played. And I full on beasted it like Malcolm and Survivor Philippines. So I was like, all right, let's do this. And I get over there and I see David and Anthony and I was like, oh no, this is not the same level of competition <laughs> I went against in my other game. And so, and then obviously wasn't sure how, how the people were going to do that were launching. I knew Louie was over there and then it was me, Rachel and Donna uh, in trying to catch for our team. And like the first, I think the first one that got launched, like didn't even make it halfway to like the square we were in. And it was like, Oh boy. And then the second one got launched a mile over. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is going to take forever. But then after that, everybody was fine, like launching them. And there was about three or four different times a ball got launched, like right into the middle. And I was like, I got this timed up perfectly. Like I got my net, got my jump. Here I go. And I jump up and I was like, I got this. And then David or Anthony would come flying across and just like swing their net in front and take it. And I was like, well, it sucks being. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So obviously uh, uh, Zika, however, did get uh, to be in both sides of that. uh, Going into the forest thing. Um, Did you get to go into the forest or did you have to stay back? No, I was one of the ones staying back. Uh, Yeah, that was, I was not fortunate enough to be able to go back for that. 
So did you go back to talking with Louie or what did you do after that? I think, honestly, I don't remember what really happened after that. Like in that little gap where they were all going back. I I like honestly, I have a complete blank on what happened there. Like even like in other people's podcasts, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> and I still can't remember so probably wasn't anything good if it's nothing i'd we'll have to check the video we'll see where he was yeah right (laughs) all right well let's move forward to a very crucial point for you uh probably one of the my shiny moment during the matchmaking game you uh unveiled a advantage which ends up being an idol that you you get to choose one person to have however that can't be from your tribe what went into that decision to choose ultimately sam all right well so before that like coming into that challenge like the moment like they said like there was like two glass bottles if you match them like you get you get a point and you get the bottle and like what's inside it and i was like that's what i want i was like literally that's the only thing i'm looking for i do not care if i match anything or don't match anything i'm going for the bottle like if i see someone uncover the large bottle i'm going for it and i'm just picking a random one hoping it matches and when the challenge started it was rachel i believe that was at the front and she was like everybody just go in order like start on this end start at the front and everyone just go in order down the line like it's the most like some numerical thing i don't know some teacher thing like it's the best way to do it and i was like that sounds retarded (laughs) i was like if i see that bottle i'm going for it. i don't care who flips it over somewhere else like i'm going for it i don't care what my tribe says so we went i don't know if i think i had gone once before i don't know but the big the the big glass bottle at the very front it was like the second i think it was the second column a row had gotten flipped over at the very front and then we didn't know that there was a little one too and earlier someone had like matched them and everyone was kind of like oh my gosh like they got it and then they were like no like it's a small one and a big one it has to be the big one and the big one and i was like oh i was like thank you lord so i knew where the one was and i was like well i was like i don't want to like remind anybody where it's at and i had my eyes set on this one like box the whole time i was like this is the box i'm picking it's not in the order that our tribe's been going but this is the box i'm picking no matter what have a good feeling about it so i just sort of casually like walked that way and i flipped the box and as soon as i saw it i was like oh my god (laughs) i was like this is exactly what i wanted and you could just sort of hear everyone be like oh he found the other one like i said you gotta remember where the other one's at because obviously if i didn't the next person was gonna be going for it And so I think I actually, I walked towards the one, I walked right in the middle between the two rows where the one was, and it was on the left. And I started like I was going towards the right, and then I just, I knew where it was at, so I even flipped it. I just sort of kicked it over with my foot, just sort of be like, yeah, I know where it's at. (laughs) And like, this is mine. And then, obviously, everybody's like, oh, like, he matched them. Like, let's see what happens. And then, obviously, John uh, sort of opens it. And there, he's like, you need to read it out loud right now. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> so 
and it, obviously john you have that like headset mic that you're wearing and you're like trying to turn it rick and get to me so i'm like trying to read it like to myself to know what it says before i have to read it out loud so i i think i read it like two or three times before i even said anything and you're like come on like read it so everybody knows what it says and obviously i read it and then you flip it over and it was just everybody's picture that they had sent in on the back and i said circle one and uh well i guess so i was looking at it and really there was only two people who were gonna get it that it was between in my mind i gave louie like a second or two thought but I was like, ah, oh, like I don't know that much about the conversation. I think I know what I'm doing. And it was just between back and forth between Lance and Sam. And basically, the whole the reason everybody wants to know why I gave it to Sam. I gave it to Sam because she's hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was the speculation. So thanks for confirming that. <laughs> Okay, that is not the actual reason I gave it to Sam. Like, I'm not that stupid of a player. I just had to say that because I knew that was a speculation that everybody had. <laughs> Trust me, when I got home, when I finally got back to Florida and I walked through the door, the first thing my 14-year-old sister and my mom said to me is, why'd you give that out to Sam? You gave it to her because she's hot, didn't you? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love that's the first thing they asked you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Definitely. And, and people I work with, like everybody, that was the first question I got. Was what I gave it to Sam because she was hot, and I was like, no, it's not the reason I gave it to her. So, kind of to preface why I actually gave it to Sam. Um, so like when we had the like resting period, like while well, next challenges were being set up, at first Zika, we didn't like. I think everybody at first didn't realize we could talk to each other. And I'm sure, Will, you knew, like, in the past, it's like, we're not allowed to talk to yeah. each other. So it's kind of like, Zika was further off, like, the furthest down, like, where we couldn't really see that much of uh, Kia or Upon. And, like, the only time we'd see y'all is if y'all were getting, like, water, if you were right by the porta potty. And I remember we were standing there, and some of us had moved a little bit closer, I think, to get in the shade. And we saw y'all talking, and I sort of looked, I was like, that's not usually allowed. And then I kind of like looked at the tribe handler and someone said something to our tribe handler. They didn't say anything. And I was like, Oh my God, like we're allowed to talk. Like everybody move now, like get over there. Because I remember from last year that when they had the tribe swap, that it was the first two tribes there. I don't remember which tribes, but the first two tribes there had agreed to like gang up on the other tribe. And I was like, Oh my God, like, they're gonna freaking gang up on us like everybody get over there and start talking to as many people as you can oh my gosh and so i think pretty much all of zika came at one time no i remember that and we get over there right it was just like oh here comes zika finally and then it was like a uh a day that's when it was just wanting to say hi to everybody and everyone was kind of shifting around these smaller circles and that was that was a fun time yeah and so like, we were going around saying hey to everybody, and I distinctly remember that Sam was, like, way over on the side, like, sitting on a blanket, uh, and there was, like, three or four people around her, and there were some other people standing there, and Sam was just being Sam, like, being loud, vocal, and all this stuff, but it, you could tell that people were drawn to her, and so I had, like, I went over and introduced myself to everybody that was sitting there, 
and like introduced myself to Sam. And I think I had like a 30 second conversation with Sam. But in that 30 seconds, I was like, this girl is a player. She's a force to be reckoned with. And I want to work with her. Obviously, she's hot. So that was a bonus of like talking <laughs> to her. But uh, I was like, like, this girl is somebody I want to work with. So if I get a chance, like I want to try to work with her. Fast forward. So I'm standing there and I'm going, literally looking at this picture. I never looked up at either Upon or Kia during this time or even Zika. And I was just like, this is my decision. Like, this is a big move for yourself. Like, you have to play this right. And I was literally sitting there and I was going, Lance or Sam? Lance or Sam? Lance or Sam? Sam or Lance? And I think what it came down to for me is, is that, like, everybody knows now pretty much that Lance is one of my best friends. Like I said earlier, me and this was the third live game we've played together. Uh, me and Lance, like, we've helped out at similar live games together besides playing together. And we've seen, like, people who know each other, like, let it affect the game. And, like, then it ruins their friendship outside the game. And so me and Lance have always told each other, like, look, like, if we ever play a game together, like, we know we probably won't be together. But if there's a chance that we have to come together and work together like we will if it's in each other's best interest but neither one of us is going to go out of our way to save you if it's not going to benefit you do you get like does that make sense yeah yeah so like we've had that understanding and i was just like sam and i was like i was like well i was like lance is my boy like i know if it's a situation where he's gonna work with me like it works for him to work with me like He's going to work with me. I don't have to give him this idol to try to convince him to work right. with me. And, of course, you didn't so, actually know it was an idol. Yeah, I yeah, I just knew it wasn't an advantage. Right. I figured, I was like, I thought it was a possibility, but, like, if I had to guess, I thought it was more so, like, a steal a vote, extra vote, something like that. So, I'm like, if I give him this advantage, like, it's not going to do too much for me. But, if I give it to Sam who I feel is this huge player. She seems like the social person who has a lot of connections. If I give it to her, that gives me two ends with the Kia tribe. And I know Lance is a good social player and I felt Sam was this good social player. So if I give it to Sam, then I have two ends with Kia and a greater chance of like getting in uh, with more people on that tribe. And hopefully they'll want to work with me. So that was the ultimate reason that I gave it to Sam was because I felt like, she was this great player and had built a great connection and given me an extra in with Kia. So basically you were choosing to invest in Kia over Upon. Like you feel like you got some stuff going. Let's just keep it rolling. That's where you put it on your mind. Yeah. I, I don't know. There was, if I was going to give it to anybody on Upon, it would have been Louie. Like I said, I gave him like, I feel bad only giving him like a second or two consideration. I probably should have given him more. It might've helped me longer term. Uh, since Louis was obviously in a very good position and had uh, good strong numbers, but at the time, like I, it was literally just Lance or Sam. Lan it was Louis, no Lance or Sam, Lance or Sam, Lance or Sam, and then yeah, I chose Sam. And see, I, I hate the fact now. that you got it specifically because people knew that I knew you because I came forward and said that yeah, I've run into Austin here and there. Um, but I also knew that you had stronger connections with other people and I was definitely not going to get it 
However, I felt like face value, if anyone on Upon was going to get it, it would have been me if you didn't know about the conversation with Louie. So I was like, great. I know Austin's not going to give it to me, but people are going to possibly suspect that I got it. So this is just like a lose-lose for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Upon, Upon was interesting to me. I just, it was just a very interesting tribe. And yeah, I don't know. Lance was the only person that I knew prior to it that got any consideration for getting gotcha. it. Now, when you got back to camp eventually, did you come clean about who you gave it to? Or would you say? <laughs> so this is where, so I'm, I feel like usually I'm a pretty good liar. When I need to lie, like, I'm on top of it. Like I can come up with a lie on the fly pretty well. And this season of survival challenge sort of made me rethink that. <laughs> so that's what I thought was it's going to like, as I was standing there reading it, I was like, all right, everyone on Zika is going to ask who I gave it to. So I'm going to have to come up like with who I gave it to, why I gave it to them. And I was like, I thought I'd at least have time until the challenge was over. Like we went to like a resting point, like the break area. No, as soon as I got to the back of the line, again, this is part of my reason I had trust issues with Brendan, like, everybody circled me, and Brendan, like, jumped, like, right, like, a foot in front of me, and was like, who'd you give it to? <laughs> and everybody was just, like, huge eyes, like, staring at me. And I was like, I went, uh, Sam, oh, no. And I just, I, in my head, I went, oh, my God. I was like, you're a freaking man. I was like, why did you just tell them you gave it to Sam? I was like, you just, like, literally ruined any leverage you had in that situation <laughs> and i was like well i was like there's no like trying to tell him i gave it to somebody else because that'll just look really bad that's funny now another thing that's interesting when you're talking about lying that should be fun to bring up when you mentioned that time where zika finally uh got over to talking to the other tribes um something that eventually you saw is that me and brendan got talking and you know I'm spreading information about who I know on the other tribes. I mentioned David. He already knew about David, but I mentioned you and uh, he acted both times. Like he didn't know the information I was giving to him and I didn't really care either way. I'm just trying to build bonds with Brendan here. And, um, but what I didn't know until we did the podcast was that uh, he didn't know that you had played or won a game so then he's like oh i'm actually going to investigate that so then later that night he goes to take a pee break with you and you want to take us through the rest of that story oh william 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 this is when you made me very angry (laughs) in the game (laughs) and then it made me really glad i didn't give you the idol or even give you any consideration (laughs) for getting that um so I don't remember if it was during it was during challenges. I just don't remember if it was during the second day or during the third day. But it was probably during the third day. But uh so I'm standing there. I literally like went to go take a pee break in like that back corner where Zeke had been sitting when we were all by ourselves. And I'm just standing there, like going pee, like nobody's over here. And I heard someone walking up and Brendan like literally comes and stands like a foot and a half from me. And I was like, all right, like it's definitely breaking bro code on the distance you stand when you're peeing in the woods. Like, what the you, heck, you chose the one urinal next to you with the 50 other free urinals. You know? yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. That's literally what he did. And I was like, all right. And he was like, awesome. I'm going to pee. And I was like, good for you, bro. Like, go pee. And he goes, he goes, so have you played one of these games before? And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, because uh. <laughs> I'm literally like mid pee. Like, not even thinking like he's going to bring something about. Like, I thought he was bringing something up. I literally the last thing that I thought. Not not to be TMI, but did you did you just stop peeing in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> I kept peeing because I had to go. And I was just, I just remember, I was like, what in the, I was like, how the hell? And I would just, I, it was literally like Brendan said, I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I was like, fuck. I was like, I'm caught. And then I was just kind of like, I was like, yeah, kind of. Chapter two of I and Thought then, I Was a Good Liar. Yeah. And I went, ah, oh, yeah. And then he was like, all right. He's like, don't worry. Like, I'm not going to tell nobody. He's like, I was like, who told you that? And he was like, William. And I was like, how does William know I played a game before? Because <laughs> if anything, I thought it would have been like real foot that people knew about. Just because that's sort of bigger, like Pirate Survival Expedition, like even though that's the one I won, like it's not, it's coming back next year, but it hasn't been around for the last two years. So I thought that I'd have a greater chance of people not knowing about Mm -hmm. that one. Well, that information was given to me from Jordan. So if you want to go to the source of the information, that's freaking (laughs) Jordan. That's who you. (laughs) Oh, man. I was to take Harper's gift. Yeah, I, I'm totally okay with you hating me in that moment because all I wanted to do was just cause chaos on the other tribe. So honestly, that had me so happy that that some of those random plays actually ended up changing the game's capacity. Yeah. So this is my question for you. Yeah, right? Did were you the one that knew and told people I knew Lance, or was that somebody? Else? Um, that was Jason. That was Jason. I see. I don't know how Jason knew that. And I'm still yeah, trying to figure I out. I didn't know Lance, um, but I did know you, and I knew David, and I knew Jen. Uh, I think I can fill in the gap on that one. Um, All right, please do. The last work weekend we have is typically in April, and by then we have our cast set. And one of the things we do at night is we play everybody's uh, audition videos of who's in the cast, and while we're doing that, people will chime in and say, oh, yeah, Austin, I know Austin from whatever. So Jordan would have probably told your biography to that small group that was sitting there. But Jason was there um, as part of the work weekend. So he probably heard the commentary on you and Lance when he was at the work weekend. Gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, that is interesting. But I think that sort of also goes back to why I never gave any really any consideration to people on Upon was because Jason had come up to me like when everyone was talking and was like, so how's Master Crowley? Just like super like forceful. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, hey, like he's good. Like he's doing fine. And he was like, does he does everybody know like who he is? And I was like, yeah, like, he's very open and honest about it. And at this point, like, I hadn't been bad at lying, and I got caught in any lies. <laughs> and so I was like, he had said, he's like, well, that's good. He's like, 
He's like, over at Upon, we're a very open, honest, and like, forthcoming tribe. And I, I literally went, well, thank God I'm not on that tribe. Uh, that whole story with Jason um, is just a perfect example. Like, if, if you're ever around us during a planning work weekend, I, everybody hates me because I'm like a dictator because I won't say anything beyond what is absolutely necessary. Oh, yeah, I know that all too well. <laughs> And I always tell everybody, please don't take it personally. But here is a great example because Jason had applied. He did not make the initial cut, but he came to help out because he was going to be a volunteer. Well, lo and behold, we end up putting him in the game later as an alternate. And he got to sit in on a conversation that ultimately ended up playing into the game. And, you know, in hindsight, I wish we would have not had that conversation. Never know how those things are going to play out. So that when he he did that, and then I was just like, man, like I'm glad I'm not on that tribe. Like one, because if I was, then everybody would know about my history because Jason would be like, oh, guess what Austin's done. <laughs> so that, and then when Brendan told me that Will, you were the one that told him about me playing, I was like, god damn it. But this is where I messed up with the whole Brendan thing. Literally, like I couldn't stop thinking about it after Brendan asked me. So literally like five minutes later, like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, I have to go talk to him again. So I went, I pulled him to the side and I was just like, I was like, did he say that I've played a game before? And he was like, yeah, he said that you'd played like a game here before on this land. And I was like, oh no, dude. I was like, so I was like, I had friends that played last year and I was here like as a volunteer, like tribe handling, like that's what I was doing. Like I didn't actually play. And in my head at the time, I was like, that was a good thing. Like, that's a good cover-up for it. And then, like, an hour or two later, I was like, that was the dumbest thing you could have done. Oh, man. That's... But at this point, Brendan had also already told me I was his number one. So I was like, oh, hopefully he won't use it against me. That's that's so funny, yeah. No, that's that's up there with the, the cringy moments <laughs> that I heard. Not as bad as yours, yeah, I, though, but I, it's I, up there for sure. I... I hold that soul flame for sure. Um, you, t- you take the cake, but I was I was trying to compete. With you. Uh, I guess I guess it's a little karma for me, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else ha- interesting happened that night back at a camp, uh, Zika? Uh, no, it's pretty much more of the same. Like I think it had become abundantly clear just through the challenges throughout the day that Bruce had just repeatedly put his foot in his mouth and he was going to be the first person to go whenever we did end up going to tribal and like nobody had to worry too much about anything uh but i will say so we had the barter with something oh yeah go for it at the end of day two so um earlier in the day like when we were doing the challenges and like we got to pick the stuff off the board like, Zika was having a hard time once it got down to the end, like, picking something. And, like, there was this, like, brown bag there. And I was like, that's what I wanted. And, like, they went decide, so I just grabbed the bag. Turns out it was a good decision. It was, like, three apples, three tangerines, and three kiwis. So we had, like, kind of snacked on, like, one of, like, each one, like, between different challenges. And I think we had, like, two of each left. And so we went... We, we go to the barter, and it was me, Brendan, Rachel, and Christine. 
He goes to barter, and I was like, I I forget. I wasn't in a good mood, and I was like, they wanted to try and get rice. I think, yeah, because we had a pot, and they wanted to get rice. So they were like, like we're gonna like bargain with all this stuff, but like we can like barter like the fruit. And I was like, man, like I don't want to give up the fruit. And but I was also like, yeah, like obviously the rice is gonna be more than like the fruit is gonna be because we were each eating like a quarter of an apple, like half of an apple slice if you were lucky. And like you know, tangerines are small to begin with, so you get like a little one, little piece one, maybe two, uh, just depending on who was sharing that round of eating them. So <laughs> I had the idea. I said, all right, we're going to barter with the fruit, but they ain't getting all the fruit that's in here. So literally, like, before we walked up there, I opened the bag, and I took, like, I think there was two of each left, and I took one of each out. So I had an apple, a tangerine, and a kiwi in my pocket. <laughs> and then I had the bag, and we went up to the barter. And obviously, y'all didn't bring anything, so it was just kind of like y'all standing there, Brendan and Becca, like, seemed like flirting. And then, like, us and Kia trying to barter. And I was like, oh, like, we got this fruit if you want it. <laughs> Ignore my po- I was, like, trying to keep my pocket, like, turned so people wouldn't see all this stuff in my pocket. <laughs> Funny. And um, whatever, like, they were like, nah, like, we're not going to do that. And we were just like, oh, like, come on. Like, you've had rice. Like, you want to change it up with your fruit? And then finally, Lance was just kind of like, yeah, we're not doing that. But we will steal your pot with this advantage we got. And it was like, oh, well. That didn't work out very well for us. Brendan talked about it. Um, what were your thoughts when I offered up, you know, you could send somebody to exile? He And he was basically saying, oh, man, I just can't do that to somebody. You know, it's a game and I don't feel right. What, what were you thinking? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because it was funny. As soon as you said it at the time, like in the game, me and Brendan literally looked at each other and like we both knew each other's thinking was like we should send Bruce. He's pissed everybody off. <laughs> that way we won't have to deal with him when we give out. But you have to send someone with them though. Then it, yeah. And so then it was just kinda like, oh like we're not gonna do that. Like that'll be too mean. Like and even with that, it was just like, oh like it's whatever. Like and then I think you had you had said that like one of us could go and we could get something or yeah you had an I, think, option. I think you said all four of us had to, to go, go until after dark and then you would have went back with something yeah and when you said that at that point i was like i wasn't sure if it was just one or four of us and if it was just one i was gonna be like i'll go like there's gotta be something good there so if it had been just one i might have tried to volunteer to go but interesting yeah other than that it was just whatever but then we get back to camp and like Jen meets me like as we're coming into camp, like freaking out. And I was like, she just had this look of like terror on her face. And I was like, what's wrong? She's like, there's an idol. There's an idol. There's an idol. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, there's an idol. Like, tell. she's like, we got a clue to an idol. Blah, blah. And I was like, what's the clue? And she was like, she's like, I don't really remember. But blah, blah, blah. it was like trying to tell me. And then she was like, she had been trying to work this thing with Rachel. And then she was like, but I told Rachel, and now I think she doesn't trust me. And she was, like, freaking out. And I was like, Jen, I was like, calm down. I was like, just breathe. I was like, and let's, like, figure this out. And I was like, I got her to calm down, and like, where she could tell me what the clue was. And she was like, it's like, there's, like, three white rocks. And, like, the next is, like, you go to your fire and turn around. There's, like, white rocks. And it's, like, the closest tree to it. And I was like, all right. So I go to the fire. I look, and I see these. I see two white rocks. And there's this huge tree that's right there. 
and I was like, well, I was like, there's two rocks, and I couldn't find the third. So I was like, obviously somebody chucked it. And then I kind of walked around the tree, and I was like, well, I was like, this is definitely where it was. I was like, and it's not here, so somebody has it. And it just made me mad because I was like, damn, I was like, I should have realized that this is like the perfect hiding spot for an idol because everyone, when we had gone to look for idols earlier, would go like to the back of camp, like down the little hill into the ravine, like where the little stream was and look. And like, there was this one just like massive tree that should have been so obvious. Like look here. And I remember I had gone up a different path, like the complete opposite way from where people had looked. Cause I was like, there's, it's too obvious to be down there. And then didn't find anything but that tree like i just never checked there until i saw that and i was like god damn it like somebody has it you know, some, some and i should have known to check that all three camps uh andy and i put the idols out well, andy actually did the idols when we picked the spots and when we got done we looked back and we we're like man we just made tracks in the tall grass uh should we go and like grieve you know, ruffle the grass back up. And I said, yeah, just, just leave it there. We'll see if anybody even notices. Because it kind of looked like a deer trail or something. Um, mm-hmm. But in hindsight, you're right. Like, it, it was the perfect spot, all three camps. It was, there were trees, there was a back path. And if you look carefully, you could have actually seen our tracks where we were going in to put the idols. Yeah, it should have been something to pick up on, but something that at least i don't think anybody on zika picked up on the first person at camp you know because after a while everybody's wandering around so you don't know anymore but you know if you saw it early on you made a mental note of it but we were counting on there being too many other things going on and nobody would have picked up on it so um in the next morning obviously stuff is getting really real as now we're facing elimination challenges. What? Uh, going into this day, do you have a pecking order for your team? Do you think there's going to be a swap? What's what's on the forefront of your mind when it comes to the tribal council? Uh, really, it was just going in and don't lose. Like, try and have to go to tribal. as Go to tribal as few times as you can. Uh like I said, like it'd become abundantly obvious that Bruce was going to be the first person to go. So, like, I wasn't too worried about the first one whenever we would lose. Uh, and then after that, like, the five had been established of me, Rachel, Brendan, Bobby, and David. And it was, I was trying, I wanted to have, like, Jen and something. Like, I was like, I want Jen around. Like, I know, like, she'll have my back. Like, and I was just trying to figure out, like, where, like, she could fit in. And I was like, she should be fine. Like, I was like, the second vote, people might lean towards Kristen. Like, if we've not doing well, like, early. And then, like, people might just just fight on challenge strengths. So, I was like, hopefully, like, she can make that. And then maybe something will happen. Or, like, a swap. And then, like, she'll be fine. Like, we're together. Whatever. <laughs> So that was my thing was just trying to think of like how like can Jen like be in a better spot than she did. And then I don't think Jen did herself any favors, unfortunately. Uh, she got she was not a fan of Bobby at all. And I, that definitely ended up hurting her because it was just something that like, she seemed to constantly get paranoid about was like Bobby doesn't trust me. Like I wanna go for Bobby at some point. And at that point it was just kinda 
didn't do her any favors. And then obviously that we got to the challenge day. And <laughs> we get to that first challenge. And I was like, well, we shouldn't be going to tribal. Like, we better not lose this one. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys and, won pretty handily there. Yeah, we, yeah, that was a pretty quick, nobody's going home first for our tribe. Uh, like, I remember just seeing it and I was like, oh, like, this is, this is not going to be fun. And like John and them had said, like, we're going to get the physical challenge out of the way at the beginning of the day. So it's not as hot. And I was just like, all right, whatever. And we get there, and I do think, I don't remember who made the point. It might have been Anthony or Travis, I don't know. Somebody from Kia had said it, that they think if they had been behind us and we had been behind Jaw, that they would have won that first round, which I do think there's some truth to it because we felt like Kia got confused and that it was just you just pull one. Like once one tribe was out, they'd restart and let the two who are still going go. Um. So we felt like they just kind of like stopped and everybody on their tribe dropped their log and then we just ran up and grabbed it after they caught y'all. That was actually, uh, but, no, mean, we speaking, were... speaking to the Kia, that was a very strategic move because they knew that rather than trying to beat right. you guys, they would just save their energy and beat us again the next time. So that was totally intentional. Right. And then like that also had come up and we were like, oh yeah, that's probably the smart thing to do if they did that. And, like that's probably what we should have done if we were in their position. Uh and then I don't remember what second immunity was. Second, uh, second immunity was the tri- trivia. Oh yes, uh, one that one. Oh my gosh, we we deserved to go to tribal council on that one. Honestly, we were so stupid, and I was getting so frustrated because it was like we had Bruce, Rachel, and David who were all kind of like. Like, oh, like, we're not the greatest with Survivor trivia. And we were like, all right, well, y'all go at the, y'all go at the beginning. Like, those are the points that aren't worth very much. And then it was like, the first, like, three questions come up, and they're like, uh, they were just, like, shaking their heads. Since we weren't allowed to talk, they were just shaking their head, like, I'm not going. I don't know the answer. And we should have been like, well, go. It's worth one or two points. You go and miss it, and it'll be fine. It's not going to be that big of a deal. And then it ended up, it got to a point where it was like, yeah, we had gotten the first, like, four questions right, four or five questions right. And then, like, all these other points that were worth – questions that were worth a lot of points, we had these people going up there who didn't know the answers, and it was just like, oh, my gosh, like, what have we done? And then, fortunately, we were able to have that tie with you guys, and then Christine came in clutch. And then <laughs> – then the disaster happened. Yeah. Now we get to the, the drunken sailor challenge. Uh, and right away, John lets us know, hey, two tribes are going to council this time. Also, Kia decides that this is an opportune time to use their, uh, their challenge advantage. So what was your strategy going into that? And just take us through how that played out for you guys. Uh, well, I knew I didn't want to be on the puzzle because I've seen that puzzle and I know it sucks and I wouldn't be any good at it, like the dowels. So I was just like, don't put me on that. Uh, I knew I probably wouldn't be the best balancer. So I was like, well, just let me push the wheel. Like, I can do that. And Brendan's like, I got the balance. And so I was like, all right, so me, Jen, Bruce, pushing Brendan. And, like, it starts off great. Like, we made it, like, really far our first time. And then it, from there, just went downhill. And it was like, we would go and... Like, we'd be going perfectly fine, 
And then we'd get to like this bump, and Bruce would like be like, "Stop!" And then Brendan would just go flying off. <laughs> and it was like, "Go back, get to like the exact same spot, the exact same thing." It just—it was one of those things. It just kept happening. And it was like we were like, "We don't need to stop." Like, oh, and he obviously didn't know Brendan's condition. Realized he's like dying, <laughs> and he's still up there like beasting this challenge. And like, you can just t- like obviously that's a hard challenge to do in and of itself when you're not sick like Brendan was. And for doing it for so long as he was. So, like, Brendan's, like, pouring sweat at this point, like, feeling terrible. And we're going, and I'll never forget this moment. It was one of the funniest moments for me. Like, Brendan was so aggravated. <laughs> and Jen, Jen and Bobby had switched because Jen had been at the back. Or Jen and Bruce had switched. And Bruce, like, when Jen was in the back, like, she was staying back, like, pushing the wheels, but, like, staying back, giving Brendan his space. When Bruce did it, he just got right up in it. And his head was literally, like, right between Brendan's legs. And Brendan had said something multiple times, like, like just back up a little bit, give him some room, or he was going to knock him off. And, like, obviously, we weren't allowed to touch him. And I'll never forget, <laughs> Brendan just goes, Brendan just snapped. And he was like, Bruce, your head is literally up my ass right now. Please back up. <laughs> And I, I about fell over laughing at this point because, like, I feel like both of y'all were working on the puzzle, like the second puzzle, and we hadn't even gotten to our first one yet. I, I was having one of those then, awkward moments, too, because um, I don't want to just keep calling out the obvious that, like you just said, we suck. <laughs> Two tribes are already doing their puzzle, and these guys are still stuck in the same spot. But I heard that comment, and I looked over, and I just looked everybody's face and i said you know what i'm just gonna let that be for now <laughs> yeah, i appreciate it john <laughs> yeah that was that was not so, good and then, yeah when you guys get to travel council what i think is also a really funny moment is that you guys were confused if you were voting out your own tribe or not yeah i mean we're sitting here like uh, are we voting kia or are we voting zika like who are we voting for like is this game changers all over again and I was like, I'm not going out like Malcolm. I refuse to go out like Malcolm in Game Changers. Um, and thankfully, John cleared it up. And it was just like this huge like sigh of relief. Because it was like, our first tribal is supposed to be easy. We know it's going to be Bruce. Like, just let us come in and vote Bruce out. Now you're like trying to do this twist with us. And I don't appreciate it. It was very that, stressful. That's, that's and then, note number two. That they did not intend to create that confusion. When yeah. those words came out and I listened to them later, I'm like, okay, I can see where they were confused by that. But then I was actually kind of happy that it happened. Yeah, it was like, it made it more entertaining than it would have been if we were both just like, oh, we're just going together, whatever. Uh, and then, like, I distinctly remember, like, Bruce, like, I, I love, like, Bruce is an amazing person, like, he's an amazing guy, and, like, I get, like, where Bruce was coming from, like, coming into the game like he's this pastor like he's started churches like grown churches from like very small to very large like when like bruce is used to coming from where he's looked at as the leader and like where his opinion on things is like highly regarded and valued and he's looked up to and it's like he comes into survivor and it's like that's like never does well for anybody when you're that opinionated on things and so obviously like Bruce was everybody voted for Bruce and but I love Bruce to death and he's a great guy it's just 
did not work out well for him. You know, I'm curious at that point because you mentioned you kind of had the Zika five. So now Bruce is gone, and you kind of have this connection with Jen, but she's not part of the five. Kind of this no. awkward and, thing going on with Brendan. So where yeah. where were you trying to go with the subgroup once the vote outs were started? So I've I don't know I don't remember what happened. I just remember. Jen and I guess like her paranoia she came up and like I started saying something about Bobby or something getting votes at that first tribal and I was like what the frick is she talking about and like she wouldn't stop and so it like freaked me out because it was right before tribal started and I remember in my voting thing I voted for Bruce and I was like I swear to god if Bobby goes home I'm gonna be livid and it's obviously I'm gonna look stupid as all get out on the on the freaking episode when I'm it's like a unanimous vote and Bobby doesn't even get a vote but yeah, so we come out of that and it had started like I could tell like it was starting things were starting to add up against Jen and like Rachel was like kind of iffy on her, but I know that she had tried Rachel or Jen had tried to start something with Rachel and but I know that Rachel had sort of rubbed Bobby the wrong way and David and like it just seemed like like everyone thing was starting to turn against her and I was gonna like come on Jen like don't do this like I do not want to have to vote you out but at the same time like I'm not throwing my game away at the very beginning for somebody for just one person but so so she was a potential asset but as it was playing you were never gonna yeah yeah it was just, I could just feel like that pit in my stomach. Like, this is not going to end well for her. But, yeah, I mean, her tribal came up pretty soon, which there's a lot to talk about with that. Well, go for it. Well, should we start with the challenge where Kia and Upon decide, let's be buddy buddy? <laughs> and I, I remember, like, I knew that we had like one number up on everybody at this point and um, whatchamacallit, they were like, I remember like when they said it and I remember I just was like, I sort of looked over and I saw like Kia and Upon people being like, yes, like we're doing it. Like we're like doing the signals, like we're us two against them. Like we're evening this out. And I was just, I looked over and I was just like, you MFers, like <laughs> screw all of you, like which, like in in my mind, like if I was in the position, I would have been like, yeah, like let's freaking gang up on them. I don't have to go to tribal. Like we're gonna guarantee this tribe goes. Like absolutely, but it was also kind of like ah, uh, like this this sucks because I know what's coming, and after like knowing that tribal was coming, I knew Jen was probably going home, and so I was just like ah, uh, like this is a gut punch. Like I do not like this. And I was like, you know, I just got to work my butt off and hope like one of these people, like these people suck at throwing and hopefully we can just get a bunch in on one team and make them fall. And I mean, freaking Jen, like, I think she knew what was coming too. like, if we lost and obviously like, she rips her shirt off and is like freaking Santa Claus. That's one of the single, single best uh, individual performances in a challenge right there. Yeah. <laughs> 
And like she said it like from the beginning, she was like, I'm using my shirt to like carry as many as I can and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I was like, that's not a bad idea. And then I was like, I was like, I should do that. And I was like, ah, I was like, I really don't want to do that to my shirt right now. Like it's still kind of early in the game. Like I don't want to be itchy from all this stuff the rest of the game. So like we were going and I was like I was like grabbing like armfuls. Like I wasn't just half assing it, like when I'd carry stuff back. And I know, like, people have asked, like, why we didn't just go for, like, one tribe, like, when we were throwing at people. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but one, the tribe that was in the middle, I couldn't get anything in their basket. Every time I threw, no matter what I did, like, I'd always miss, and it was pissing me off. So then, like, the first time I came back, I threw a couple at them and missed, and I went over to the one on the end and threw a couple at them, and I got some of theirs. And I came back again, and it was the same thing. I think it was, like, my third trip down there is when I took my shirt off and was like, screw this. Like, I'm going hard. Like, if there's an opportunity to save Jen, like, David and Bobby seem like they're holding strong. Like, I'm just going to go for it and see if I can make this happen. So then I started doing the shirt load thing. And then when I was standing off to the side, I was like, on the end, I was like, oh, like, this other tribe isn't paying attention because nobody's throwing at them. So then I started throwing them, like, diagonal at tribes and, like, catching people off guard. So that, I enjoyed that. (laughs) Uh, but then, I mean, obviously, it was just a matter of time because the heavier our basket got, the harder it was for David and Bobby to make y'all's people miss when they were throwing. So it was like, oh, like, screw you guys, but whatever. So nothing surprising with that tribal council, just straight for Jen? Or... Well, so Jen, me and Rachel had talked, and we had – I had talked to Jen and I wanted to save Jen. I really did. And Jen had pitched to me, me, her, uh, me, Jen, Rachel, and Chris, Christine. And I was just like, I was like, oh, like that's not too bad. And uh, but obviously, I was kind of like, eh. and so me and she wanted to vote out Bobby, and so she was like, you, me, and Rachel, vote for Bobby. And then, like, just get one more. And I was like, all right. And at this point, I had felt that, like, Brendan had told, would always, like, tell me I was his number one. But I still just, I never believed him. Like, I had a lot of trust issues with Brendan. <laughs> and I felt that him and Bobby were this, like, really close duo. And then that it was me and Rachel. And then David was kind of in the middle. And so me and Rachel, like, talked about it. And we, she was like, do you want to, like, keep Jen? And I was like kind of like I wasn't trying to like force it like oh like we have to keep Jen but I wanted to and so I was like she was like should we talk to Brendan or do we talk to David and I just remember I was like David I was like I feel like David's in the middle like if we can get him then like we'll do it well we went and talked to David and like we told him like hey like Jen was pitching this idea like we like you like we want to work with you like what are your thoughts and David was kind of like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not a fan of that idea. Like, I think we should just keep the tribe strong. And, like, Bobby's strong than Jen. And we were just kind of like, yeah, you're right. But I'll never forget, because Rachel said, when we were going back and forth on who to talk to, Brendan or uh, David, I was like, nah, I was like, we can't tell Brendan. Like, Brendan and Bobby are super close, I feel like. And if we tell Brendan, he's going to fly out the handle and he's not going to trust us. Which turns out, talking to Brendan, he said he fully would have been on board. Yeah, that could have changed so, everything right there. That's interesting. Yeah, because then I I would have been in a really good position in our tribe with people. But that's the game. I mean, you 
this little little things that happened with Brendan like led to these trust issues with him and then led to me not asking him about voting the way that we could have sort of mixed things up. And I felt like that really would have painted Ke- Zika in a different picture to Key and Upon if we had voted right. out Bobby. Now, coming out of this, there was a lot of rumors about there's something happening after this challenge. Was that something you guys were aware of or did you just think it was going to continue being challenges? I wasn't worried about it at all. Like, I was just like, at that point, I was just trying to think about, I was like, just keep going challenges. Like, if, it's, if something happens, it happens, but I'm not worrying about it. I'm just going to control what I can control. And then, yeah, see what happens. All right. Well, next time you guys end up in tribal was just two challenges oh. later, and it was another double elimination. So, yeah. y'all's favorite ones to win a meeting. Yeah, right. Where you could come and watch. <laughs> um, so, so I have to fast forward to the challenge that got us there, the calling challenge. So, well, actually, during the challenge where y'all ganged up on us, the log throwing, that was like when I was like, I can try to talk to Sam, see if she got anything. And I remember, like, I was trying to like time it out so like me and Sam would be like crossing each other at some point. And I remember Sam was like running. She had all these logs and she was going kind of slow when I was like running to the logs. And I was like, she just sort of gave me this look and I was like, get anything interesting and kept running. And I'd been wa- hoping to sit out the same challenge as her. And then fast forward to the challenge that sent us tribal, the blindfolded calling challenge. It was actually the only challenge I didn't look to see who Kia was sitting out. And I was just kind of like, like, I really don't want to do this challenge. Like, not feeling it. Like, I don't, I just want to relax. And so I was like, guys, I'll sit out. And then I remember I just started taking a step back so they could talk about the challenge. And I looked over and I saw Sam being like, I'll sit out. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. And then everybody on Zika was like, are you sure you want to sit out? Like, you don't want to do it? Like someone else can sit out, and I was like, I was like, no, no, it's fine. And then they saw that Sam was sitting out. They're like, oh, Sam's sitting out. Like you can go talk to her and find out like what she got from you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like yeah, let's yeah, let I didn't even do that. Think about that. Well, wow, crazy. Yeah. Oh, what a coincidence. Uh, so I go over there. Like we both like walk over and sit down. And obviously, Upon wasn't sitting anybody out, so it worked out perfect. Like it was like, all right, this is me and Sam's like time to sit, just talk and chill. So we go and sit down, and I'm just like, so, Sam, like, how's life? You finding anything interesting in your life lately? <laughs> and she was, just, she was just like, thank you. Like, oh, my God. And just being Sam, like, trying to do her little charm. And she, she wouldn't tell me at first. She was like, I want to tell you what I got, but everything in my gut says not to tell you. And I was like, Sam, I swear to God, if you don't tell me. And I was like, Sam, I was like, I know you got something. Like, there's no reason not to tell me. Like, I gave, I was like, Sam, I literally gave this to you because, like, I trust you. Like, I'm trying to build trust with you. I want to work with you. Like, that's why I gave it to you. Like, we only talked for 30 seconds before. There's obviously a reason I gave it to you. And she was kind of like, yeah, like, I know. And I was like, Sam, like, freaking tell me. She was like, okay. She was like, I got an idol. And I just remember, I was like, oh, I was like, damn. I was like, I gave you a lot of power. (laughs) And then, so like we were talking and like sort of like trying to like feel each other out. Like, oh, like, who are you working with? Who would you be interested in working with? 
Which, coincidentally enough, I was like, oh my god, I love Rachel. <laughs> and Sam's like, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> uh, and then, like, we're, we're just talking, and then, like, we weren't even paying attention to the challenge. And then I was, I think she had asked, like, what would happen if we went to tribal? And I was like, oh, like, I'm not sure. Like, it'll probably be Christine. Like, she's been sort of defeated at this point. Her feet are pretty messed up. I was like, what about y'all? <laughs> Sam goes, well, she was like, I should have been collared for this challenge because I used to be like a travel guide or like a hiking guide or something. And so I have a loud voice and I know how to tell people where to go. And she was like, so I wanted to be the collar, but Lance wanted to do it. So if he screws up this challenge, he'll probably end up going home. And I just remember like, I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> It's like I should have given the. I, I was like, well, I hope you all win, so Lance doesn't go home. And then I was just like, I was. I then I was like paying attention to the challenge. I was like, come on, Lance, like, freaking do something. Don't blow this. Uh, but then me and Sam just like talked and we're just feeling each other out. And it was and Sam had even said she was like, well, like we kind of like have to work together now. Like we're bonded together. <laughs> and she and I think. I don't remember if she asked if anybody knew, but I was like, oh, nobody knows you have anything. Like, I told him I gave it to somebody else. And then I was just like, ugh. But, uh, yeah, and then so obviously we both lose, and Kia goes first. Obviously, they vote out Lance, which I was, like, thinking about, like, leading up to the tribal. Like, our while we were waiting to go to tribal, it wasn't, like, really that confusing or crazy for us because it was – Christine seemed like she was kind of ready to go. Like her feet were bothering her a lot. And like she just seemed very defeated. So it was like a very like straightforward vote. Uh, so, but we go walking in and I'll never forget. I just look over like the audience's shoulder and I just see Lance standing there with all his stuff to watch this tribal. And my heart just dropped. I was like, oh, like I felt like I let Lance down. I was like, oh, I should have given him the idol. Like, he'd still be in the game. Oh, my God. Like, oh, I messed up so bad. And this freaking, I was like, I let this freaking girl, like, manipulate me. <laughs> and, uh, and I just felt so bad. And, like, because Lance just looked, like, de- so depressed. And I was just like, oh, like, this is breaking my spirit right now. And the, but the, not, not to make you feel bad, but he was. <laughs> I was there right there. No, I, oh, I know. <laughs> so that was just terrible. And then I was like, well, I was like, I'm all in on Sam now. Like, this idol better pay off. Like, be giving it to her because my boy's out. So this better work out for me. And then I feel like this is kind of a good point where I feel like talking about Sam and Lance and stuff, I feel like I can give, I guess somewhat breaking news might not be shocking news, but kind of breaking news that nobody knows about per se yet in the group in survival challenge. If everybody likes breaking Breaking news, news, you're here to hear first here on the behind the player podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Especially YouTube, but, uh, Sam and I are dating. Doink. The happy little couple. <laughs> she. So, do she, you really regret the the idol? Then. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do actually, and I don't let her forget it either. 
<laughs> but Sam pursued me very hard, and I finally gave in. Uh, so <laughs> you guys are joking about it on chat when it's actually yeah and everybody's just like oh my god like oh these two <laughs> like... well is that our first survival challenge couple i'm not aware of any other ones i don't think there's any that i know of yeah, flirtatious endeavors that's why yeah. official things this could be a firm so congratulations <laughs> What? what? <laughs> how, how upset would you be right now, Austin, if I went to chat and told them myself before you got the chance? To... <laughs> well, see, that's that's the thing. We've been saving it for our podcast episode. Is whichever oh. one of us went on first is going to be the one to break the news. So fun. You'll be happy to know that Sam is on next. So <laughs> I know. I heard she told me. So it's exciting. I said it's perfect. Like I can go tell everybody, then you can confirm Aww. it. But knowing Sam, she's probably going to be on. Like, no, we're not. Like, Austin wishes. That's so cute. All right. Well, let's get back into the somber news. Um, who'd you yes. end up voting on next? <laughs> I voted out Kristen, uh, Christine. And then that was tough because obviously, like, Christine shared her story at the reunion. And, like, when you see Christine, like, I never would have, like, pictured, like, the person that she is. Like, she's this, like, complete badass. And, so it was definitely hard for us to vote her out. I know she was like kind of like a mom to Brendan and stuff, but it was also like she was she was in a rough spot. Like her feet were really bad, and I don't know it was just like it made the vote out like easier, and like everybody was kind of like good with it. And I feel like to an extent she was too. All right. Well, um, and then that's what you had to vote out for that day, right? Yeah. Yep, that's it. Uh, Screw this. Did, uh, was there any other people who went home not on your tribe that you were surprised by? Like when John comes in and here's a look at the new Kia or Upon tribe, was there any surprise vote outs from the other tribes for you? Uh, no. I mean, the only one that surprised me was Lance, but I at least sort of had that forewarning from gotcha. Sam that Lance was probably going to go just because I know the player Lance is. So, I mean, Lance has won two live games before, so like I know like he's this great social player. So it's kind of like, oh wow, like this this is a tough group. Like Lance is out pre merge, so that was really the only one that I was like kind of surprised by. But I also knew that it could be coming, <clears throat> and then I was just hoping he didn't. Uh, most of the Upon votes didn't scare me. I've I actually like honestly, well, like I had a feeling I was like when Jason had said the whole like we're very open and honest about everything. I was like, well, I was like, that's that's why I figured like everybody knew that Jason had been here. You were a camera guy, and that Donna, like who Donna was. So I was like, well, I was like that just puts huge targets on their back, and that's why I never want to be open and honest because it's like it, that just gives people a reason to put a target on you, especially at the beginning. So I felt like y'all would be like some of the first three, three or four people out from Upon. So none of Upon but surprised me. I think the only other one that really kind of surprised me was Stephanie, just because she seemed so strong. But then found out that she was sick and not feeling well and stuff. So I was like, okay, well that makes more sense mm-hmm. then. But so other than just finding out Lance was probably going home pre-merge was the only one that shocked me. Well, any other th- moments that I missed before the merge happens that you want to touch on? Uh, so the stacking challenge, the little like 
circle disc things. Uh, both those last two challenges before the merge, we almost lost. Uh, so I just remember David was going last and he was going really slow and like Key had already won and it was Upon versus Zika and Justin went flying up there and his hand just like went all the way up the thing. So we had to start over and David was going like taking his time and Justin's like flying through the thing. And I was just like looking back and forth and David like gets it out and Justin's like halfway through the thing. And he's like taking his time, like setting it down, like trying to make sure it's perfect. It's not going to fall. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. But then Justin's like literally flying through this thing. I don't know how Justin did it that fast. And he's like taking it out and like walking up the stairs and set it down. And like David's still like just starting to pull the tongs off, like really slowly. And I was like, David, pull it out now. Like, stop. Like, you're going to make us lose. And then like, luckily he got it. And then. There's a picture that's an amazing picture. I think I sent it in the group of like me like jumping into David and Brendan just has this like just jumping this stern look and David's just kind of like leaning back like get off of me like this isn't a big deal. Uh, and then the fire making uh, one that right after Becca went that was that was stressful. I know Brendan had talked about it in his podcast that as soon as they said it, like, we both looked at each other, and he was like, who do you want to go home? And I have to compliment Brendan, because he was in the position that I wanted to be in, of being, like, right in the middle of our tribe, like, especially in a five-person thing. Like, I would, I want to be the person deciding who goes home, and that's usually the position that I'm in, but Brendan did a really good job of positioning himself right there, and he was, like, making the decision, uh, with that five we had, like I've told people this, it was the most uncomfortable I felt in a five. Like even when we were eight and seven and six, I felt very uncomfortable, like not sure of my place. Uh, I think, I don't know, it was just kind of paranoia somewhat. But so I was like, I was like, like I could be going home. And I kind of realized this, like, all right, Brendan's the one that's pretty much going to decide who's going. And he looked at me and he was like, who do you want to vote for? And I was like, whoever you want. Brendan, because I want you to feel like you're in control. You're calling the shots. Obviously, you're making the deciding vote. And he was like, Bobby, he's already gotten votes. Let's vote Bobby. And I was like, all right, whatever you want, dude. Like, I'm good. You said I'm your number one, so I'm trusting you. And then I remember <laughs> I sort of, like, looked like looked down the line of people, and Bobby was, like, trying – it looked like Bobby was trying to, like, stare a hole through my heart. And I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, if we go to tribal, I don't think Bobby's going to be voting with me. And I didn't know, like, if I was supposed to try to say something to Bobby. And it was just, I was like, oh, no. But, yeah, so that happened. Fortunately, we won. Didn't have to worry about it. At first, I was like, well, if we had just lost that challenge, then maybe, like, Zika and Upon would have ganged up on Kia to try to get them out. But I don't think that would have been the case. I still think Zika would have gotten ganged up on no matter what. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add, John, before we get into Merge? No, it was just a great moment for me to watch everyone's faces, you know, because obviously sooner or later it had to come and it, it was certainly in everybody's mind. But when I actually said the words, you're now merged, there's just this change of expression. Merge just happened. What's the first thoughts that run through your head? Uh, so John says merge and it's like, all right, finally made it. That's another check in the book. Uh, and let's just get to work. Obviously, super excited to finally get to be on the tribe with all these other people from Kia and Upon that 
we just got talked to a little bit between reward challenges. Uh, my first thought was, hell yes, merge, merge face, let's go at it. And they sent us back to camp, never get any food. And I was like, all right, I was like, maybe they're going to give us a merge breakfast. That won't <laughs> be too bad. I'll be all right with that. Then I thought, man, I was like, no one's survival challenge. They're going to give us a merge feast breakfast. It's going to be a food eating challenge, and that's not going to be fun. Uh, but once I sort of forgot about that, once we got back to camp, it was very obvious, like, all right, it's time to get to work because I know Zika might have the most numbers coming in, but obviously it's very clear that Upon and Key are going to gang up and at least the first vote, and as I felt, the first two votes were going to be Zika's for sure. Uh, so I just went to the merge the first night just trying to make talk to people who I didn't have a chance to talk to uh, as much during the reward days and just try and show value to people. And yeah, so they're going into the merge. Some of the people that I really wanted to talk to were Gracie and Julia, because I thought they both seemed like they had very good connections, which turns out they both did. Uh, I wanted to talk to Louie because me and him had bonded over the mascot thing and had that small talk, and I really liked Louie from my conversation with him. Uh, I wanted to talk to Justin because at the tribal, the last round before the merge, when uh, Kia went, Travis had come over and sat down next to me and was just, like, right in my face, like, you want to tell me who you gave the advantage to? And I was just like, oh, I was like, dang, like, chill. And then he really wanted to know. So I was like, all right, well, it'll be a good chance to talk to him and maybe try and build something with him. Uh, And then I think those were really like the big four I wanted to talk to. Obviously, Sam, because I had given her the idol. But we had had that talk uh, during the challenge that we both sat out. So at least I had had more conversation with her. So I was more worried about talking to the other four uh, on like a longer term basis just to get to feel them out better. Uh, but so we get to the Kia camp and it was just so small and it was me like, man, this is going to be tough trying to like go off and try and strategize with people. Uh, so I, immediately when we got back, it was already pretty dark and Louie just got to work on the fire and then, you know, everyone was just sort of hanging out and it was so dark, Louie couldn't get the fire going. And, and so finally someone's like, Hey, like at Upon, there's, I'm pretty sure there's probably still embers. What if some people take a pot and go down? and get it and justin was like yeah i'll go he's like does anybody want to go with me and i was like all right this is perfect to go with justin and i had actually done this last year taking embers put them in a pot and done stuff like that so i knew how to do i knew how to carry it so i was like if anybody's gonna go like i should go because i'm i know how to do it i don't want anybody to burn themselves and it's a great opportunity to talk to justin i know justin was curious why i volunteered to go with him and i thought this would be great one-on-one time with him uh, so we start going and it was immediately just like, all right, like, I know you already asked me about it. So I was like, do you want to know about the advantage? Like who I gave it to? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I was like, I gave it to Lance. Uh, but I don't know what it is or anything. And obviously Lance is out of the game and he was like, oh yeah, well, you know, that's kind of what we had heard was that the rumor was that you maybe gave it to Lance. Uh, and he's like, but he didn't use anything at the tribal when he went home. So I don't know if he was blindsided or what. So I was like, all right, great. Like this is a perfect way to play it off. I don't worry, ha- have to worry about anyone on Upon or Kia being suspicious of Sam having it. So this is perfect and just what I want. Uh, and then we went down, got the embers in the pot, coming back. And it's just like smoke in our face. Like 
not a fun time. We were able to get it back. And I wish I had taken more advantage of that and just sort of like stopped more and talked like along the way. But I think me and Justin were also kind of like, we don't want like production to come to camp and be like, where's Austin and Justin? And then we come wandering in with this pan full of coals and embers. So I think that was part of it. But looking back, I wish that I had taken more time to just sort of like stop and talk strategy with Justin and try to get in with him because obviously Justin had great connections in the game. And if I did that, I think I could have lasted longer. Uh, but we get back, obviously we just dump everything in the fire pit and fire gets going pretty fast after that. And then fire's going, we're cooking rice. And I see Brendan talking to Luke and I had walked by and Brendan comes up to me and he's like, Hey, he was like, you need to talk to Luke. Luke said he's like down to like try and work with us, see what we can do. He's like, so just try and talk to Luke at some point. And I was like, all right. So I went and I think I had sat down because I didn't want to go to Luke right after Brendan had and like make it too obvious that we're just pulling Luke aside and he's the one we're gunning for. So I think I went and sat down and Louie was just tending to the fire like the whole time. And I was just like, Louie, I was like, please like stop working on the fire. Like come away. Like let's go talk. I really want to talk to you about things. Uh, but Louie was the fireman that first night. And so didn't really get that chance to talk to him. So I was like, all right, well, I, I can't remember who was sitting on the box first. If it was Julia or Gracie that I sat next to. But I sat next to one of them, but it doesn't matter which one I talked to because both the conversations basically went the same way. Like I was just trying to feel them out at first, but it just felt to me their responses were like, yeah, like we'll like give you basic stuff like about ourselves, but we're not going to give you too much room to make you feel like there's a way in with us and I mean I know we were in like a larger setting so it was hard to get that conversation out of them but I just felt when I talked I could be wrong about this but it felt like when I talked to both Julie and Gracie it was just kind of like I'll give you basic information about myself but that there's like this wall because it was just very short answer that they would give me so I was like well dang it so I talked I went to talk to Luke talked to him briefly it's good talk you know he said you know like he wants to play the game. Obviously, the first vote or two is going to be Zika, which I was like, all right, I figured that. So I'm just trying to make sure it's not myself at that point. Uh, and then I know it came up that first night, I think when everybody was sitting there, that uh, obviously I knew Rachel went to Ohio State. And then Sam said something about going to Ohio State. And they had this whole thing like, oh, my gosh, like, which side of the campus do you live on? They're like, oh, I live on this side. And the other one's like, oh, that's like the complete opposite from where I live, blah, blah, blah. Which obviously looking back, it's like, oh, I should have picked up on this. Like, what were you thinking? And then I could have used that to my advantage and get in good with Rachel and Sam. But yet again, another mistake I made. And so I'll be on that first night. Brendan had been laying like off by himself. And I know he talked about that was his strategy. And then Rachel and Sam went and laid down. And I was like, well, I was like, I want, I was like, at least want my cuddle buddy Rachel back. So I go over there and I was like, just be perfect. I was like, I can cuddle with Rachel and Sam. I was like, what? How can I get better than that? First night of the marriage. So I go and like Rachel and Sam are laid down next to each other. And I was kind of like, look at Rachel, like, scoot over. Let me get in the middle. And Rachel goes, oh, you can sleep on this side. And I was like, oh, I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'll just cuddle with just Rachel. I'll settle for that. <laughs> uh, but then ended up not happening because I just fell asleep. And Rachel and Sam 
were laughing their butts off all night. Every time I woke up, they were just laughing, which should have been another sign to pick up on that they did know each other. Uh, but yeah, and then I think that was pretty much it that happened that first night of the merge for me. Now, the first challenge the next day was the auction. Were you able to make any good things happen there for yourself to improve your chances? Uh, absolutely not. If anything, I did a wonderful <laughs> job of taking red paint and painting a massive target on my back at the auction. Oh, that was... That's one of the biggest things I look back at and regret. And so, like, going into it, I was like, all right, like, there's going to be, like, groups of people, obviously, like, groups teaming up, like, just how it's going to work with only five things. But I was like, I really want to get in a group where it's just Zika people. Like, obviously, everybody's against us, so if we could have a group where it's just Zika and only Zika knows what we have, that'd be great. I'd already picked out the bag I wanted. Um... I don't remember what color it was, but I knew like which bag I was going to kind of like I did with the matching challenge. I was like, I'm going to this box and it was, I'm going to this bag and it worked out well for me in the matching challenge. So I was like, Oh, hopefully it'll work out for me too. in the auction. So the auction starts and people start going and I didn't want to be in the first, like definitely not the first two groups. I wanted to wait for the last three because I figured that might be the best chance for Zika to get one. And I think the problem for me was was that I just kind of like lost track of what people on each tribe had items that had gotten something in those like first two or three groups and had gone off to like see what they had gotten and talk about what they had gotten. And so like people were like walking off. And so there's like smaller group of people there. And it was that fourth, I think it was the fourth one when it was me and Rachel and maybe Bobby. I'm not sure. It might have just been me and Rachel. But there was a group that had come up of like Upon. It was like Upon, I think. And they were like, we have this. And me and Rachel were like, well, we have six. So we'll go. And I was like, this is perfect. And then Travis was like, well, I'll join with you because I think we need them because I think we were tied. And I was like, uh, I was like, I don't really want Travis in this. I want him to be just Zika. And Rachel was like, yeah, like, so let him join. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I went, <laughs> I think I literally said, that. I was like, no, I was like, screw that, Rachel. I was like, we don't need him. And then literally, like, right after I said that, this group of, like, Gracie, Justin, and I think Louie came up. And they were like, oh, well, we'll go in with you, Travis. And then they all went. They were like, and Travis was like, okay, yeah, sure. So then they had more than me and Rachel. And then, like, Rachel just gave me this death stare. Like, you freaking idiot. What are you doing? And I was like, no, like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, we're going to get something. So then they went and took the bag that I was going to take. Turns out it was the idol. And I was like, you. So obviously, looking back at that, I'm like, oh, my God. And then at the last part, I don't know, the last bag, I think I just kind of was like, whatever. I'm just not going to go. Like, I'm just going to keep these for myself and hope I can use them to my advantage. But I was, I literally stood there and I was like, wow, I was like, I really messed that up. Like, what was I thinking? So definitely was not happy about how I did in the auction. Right. How do you think you performed in those two challenges that you had that morning? I did really, oh, I did pretty well in the first challenge, that counting one. Uh, That was one that I thought I would really struggle with just because like I'm bad about like counting numbers and like running to do something and then just like mixing them up. Uh, But I actually did a lot better than I thought I did. 
And actually, the first time I went to check my numbers, I remember I had 34, 31, 67, 15. And I think it was 34, 31, 66, 15. And I was, so I was just like, oh, like I wanted that first like individual immunity just to like give myself that safety blanket of not being the first merge boot. But uh, unfortunately, just, you know, just miscounted that one extra piece of corn kernel on the cob and <laughs> uh, Anthony ended up getting it. But I, I still had a good feeling that I would be fine at the very first one because I was like, there's David, there's Bobby and there's Brendan, like David and Bobby are these big physical threats. Brendan's the more outspoken. So like, I feel like out of the four of the guys like on Zika, I'll be fine. So we go and like we're talking. It's just very obvious. Like obviously Zika's going. Like nobody's really talking to us. Uh, Luke talked to me briefly and was just like, "Hey, like it's gonna be a Zika. Like there's no question about it, but it's not you." And I'm trying to make sure it doesn't change you. So I was like, "All right, appreciate it." And he said that he wanted to like try and work together later on. So I was like, "Okay, cool." So we end up like right as we're about to go into tribal, Julia comes up to me and goes, "Vote for Brendan." She was like, vote for Brendan and we'll see it as a sign of trust. And I was like, all right, yeah, at this point, like, I don't really care. Like, I love Brendan, but, like, I'm trying to save my own ass here. So I was like, I'll write his name down. I don't care. So so that one was pretty concise and you were in the loop about. Yeah, that. I mean, they didn't – I wasn't sure who it was going to be, but but up until Julia came up and told me. And I think somebody else told me, too, right after Julia. And so I was like, well, I was like, I was like, they're either splitting the vote and just telling me to vote for Brendan just to see if I will. Right. <laughs> and they're going to vote for somebody else or they everybody's voting Brendan. So when that tribal and I was just like, man, like this sucks, but it is what it is. It's not me going home still in the game. I still have another round to try and make things happen. Right. Uh, now, did you know about your vote out or were you, do you feel like you were blindsided? Uh, well, first I made an idiot of myself at Brendan's tribal. I go up there and I'm like, oh, I'm right. Brendan's name down. I was like, this isn't fun. Get up oh, there and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm get the pen, get it out. I'm just like, B-R-E. I don't know what comes next. I literally just sat there and was like, you've got to be kidding me. Not again. Because in Pirate Survival Expedition, the game I won, I completely forgot a girl's name and spelled another girl's name wrong. So I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I figured, I didn't think Mike or Isabella would tell me how to spell it. So I just stood there for like 15, 20 seconds. And I was like, B-R-E. And I was like, what comes next? And literally the only letter that came to my head was Y. And I was like, it's not Y. <laughs> I was like, I know it's not Y. This is literally the only letter I can think of. And no other letter is making sense. But I know this doesn't make sense either. As I was just like, well, screw it. <laughs> I, I wrote Brayden down. And I was, like, sitting there, like, don't let this happen. Like, please don't show my vote. But obviously, knowing Mike, he's going to show it. And Mike put it right there. So, like, the final vote that John reads says Brayden instead of Brendan. And I just remember when John put out the first Brendan vote, I was like, I'm such an idiot. And I literally <laughs> just, like, had my eyes closed, like, don't show my vote. And obviously, it was the last one. And I was like, I'm sorry, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a moment for our top 10 cringe collection of yes, 2019. Yes. Give, give me a second cringeworthy moment. Both involving yeah. Brendan. My lie to Brendan and voting Brendan now. Um, all right. But what went into your vote? Do you feel like you were blindsided or do you feel like you saw it coming? What happened? Uh, well, so... I was still sort of under the impression that 
or like going into that next challenge, like I really wanted to win it because like I said, my thought was the first two votes will be Zika and then the Kia and Upon are going to start getting greedy and want to start going at each other. Like there's just big threats on both sides and they'll use three Zika to help them with that. So that's all I knew. I was like, just get past this next challenge. I actually did a lot better than I thought I would in that challenge. Uh, but looking back at it, when I look at the pictures that have been posted, I find it pretty funny because I was like, man, I remember doing the challenge and I was like, my pole is so straight. Like the statue is like perfectly aligned, blah, blah, blah. And then like I see these pictures on Facebook and I'm next to Justin and Sam. Their poles are literally straight as can be. And mine's like at a 40 degree angle. And I was just like, oh, wow, I don't know how I did that well. Uh, but obviously I lost Sam won. Go figure. Uh, but so I went, we went back to the like holding area for tribal and it was kind of talking, like trying to feel it out. Like didn't want to try to stick out too much. So I think the first person I pulled to the side was Luke and he was like, I was like, Hey, like, what's the plan? Like, can you give me a name? And he was just like, well, he's like, I can't give you a name yet. He's like, I'm not really sure. He's like, but he's like, I don't want it to be you. I'm going to try to make sure it's not you. Uh, but he's like, this vote's going to be like another challenge threat. Like that's what the vote's criteria is, is voting out challenge threat. And I was like, okay. So I was like, so I was like, well, I was like that. I was like, I feel like David and Bobby are still bigger threats than me. But I talked to David and Bobby right after that. And it was kind of like, like, who can we get out? And I just had this gut feeling from the beginning of the merge, really. Someone told me this after I won my game. They said when they saw me, they were like, that's a guy who's going to win this game. Like, just from the moment they saw me. Like, from the moment I got to the merge, I felt when I was around Anthony, I was like, this is a guy who can win the game. Mm-hmm. Watching Upon's tribal when y'all voted, when they voted out Becca right before the merge, just the way Louis, Louis's charisma in that tribal, I was like, he's someone who can win this game. I felt like Justin was somebody who could win the game. So those were the three who I felt like just looking at them, I was like, those are the three that, like, I see as that person saw me. So I was like, well, I was like, of those three, I was like, Anthony's like a challenge beast. So I asked Bobby and David, I was like, Hey, I was like, what would you say about trying to get voting for Anthony? If we can rally people, I was like, they told me it's supposed to be like a challenge uh, threat vote. So what do y'all think? They're like, yeah, sure. Like if we can get the votes, like, let's do it. Little did I know that they already had, I think at this point they already had their deal with Anthony. So they were never, I don't think they ever would have done that. Even if we had gotten the votes, but so I went and I pulled Louie aside and I was like, Hey Louie, I was talking to him. I was like, look, I was like, I know this is sort of like people are wanting to get out challenge sets right now. So why don't you vote with us? And like, we can vote Anthony out. Like I was Anthony's big challenge threat. And Louie said, yeah, sure. Whether he would have or not, we'll never know. But so I went back and I was like, all right, well, let me see if I can get Luke in on this. So I pulled Luke back to the side and I could tell Luke like did not want to talk to me again. He was just like, hey, like I can't be seen talking to you. Like it's going to ruin my game, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, I was like, I know. Let me just pitch you this real quick. And I said, I was like, well, I was like, what would you say about voting for Anthony? Like he's a big challenge threat. That's like why people are voting right now. And Luke literally looks at me and says, oh, well, I never really based my vote on being a challenge threat, so that's not the way my vote's going to be going. And, like, in my head, like, my mind just, like, blew up. I was like, what are you talking about, Luke? I was like, you literally told me that two minutes ago that's the criteria for this vote. 
So don't tell me now that it's not. So that's when I, I really started to get worried. But I just went back to David and Bobby, and I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, well, I was like, that plan sort of fell apart. And I, Rachel was over. Rachel did a great job throughout the game. But especially while I was there, I re- obviously that's when I'll notice it the most at the merge of incorporating herself in different conversations with different groups of Kia and Upon yeah. and s- securing her spot. Um, and Rachel was down having a conversation with Sam, Julia, maybe Travis, and I think like one other Kia person or Upon person. I don't remember exactly. But I remember Rachel comes back and it's me, David, Bobby. And like she comes up. And David and Bob be like, so what's up? Did you hear a name? And Rich goes, yeah, they just changed it to Austin because of all his uh, advantages he had. And literally, like, as soon as Rachel gets out of her mouth, my heart's, like, dropping. And then the drums just start playing. And it was like, well, like, I'm just marching to the slaughter now. Like, there's not much I can do. And then that tribal council was really just a blur for me. I remember I got the first question. And then, like, I answered it. And then it was just kind of like I just, like, I honestly don't remember much of it. I just sat there and was like, man, like, this is it. Like, this is over. Like, is there anything I can do? And I was just trying to think of anything I could do to try to save myself. But I was like, it's probably too late at this point. The only thing that I really thought, like, maybe could have tried was to try to just blow Luke's game up. Because he had, he had also told me in that talk that after this vote that the game was going to start changing and Zika would be good. So I was like, maybe I could try to blow his spot up. But again, like I just kind of like zoned out. And then uh, John was like, all right, it's time to vote. And everyone started voting. And I was like, well, I was like, I'll at least go out on a little bit of fun. So I had to break the kazoo hat out, put it on. I uh, took that rocks that were part of the three advantages I had from the auction, just dumped all the rocks in my actual bag and just stuffed my bus in there to make it look like something. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this. I was like, I'm not going to do like it's a fake idol. Like, that's boring. I'm going to do a fake super idol. And obviously scared Anthony pretty good. Uh, but it was my time to go. And then I get to become the de facto king of Ponderosa since Brendan has to go to the hospital. <laughs> um, so. And um, despite being the de facto king, uh, you ended up being, uh, you ended up voting for Louis, who didn't end up winning. What ended up selling you on Louis? Uh, so going into that final tribal, it was just my vote was very up in the air because I had had that that conversation during the slingshot challenge with Louie and like had got to know him some, but I'd also had a like personable conversation the morning after the night of the merge. So that first day of the merge with Anthony, like talking about baseball and all that. So it was like on that level, like, just regular talk with each other. Like it was the same for me. And then since I didn't get a chance to work with either of them or be on a drive with either of them for more than a couple of hours and never had strategic, never had a chance to have a strategic talk with them. They were just both just very equal to me. So everything that I was learning, like as people would come in each round uh, into Ponderosa, it was like, I was just trying to listen to what they had to say about everybody uh, going into that final tribal, if like you made me vote before either of them talked, I probably would have voted for Anthony. But during final tribal, I just loved the way that Louis spoke. I thought he owned his game uh, very well. He knew what he needed to talk about and pr- talk about it with his game. 
and he was just very confident in his delivery of his game, whereas I felt that Anthony fumbled through final tribal very much so. And I know there was there was part there was one point during the tribal final tribal when Anthony was talking, he said like about seventy five times in two minutes. And it just <laughs> irked me so bad. And I was literally sitting there getting so mad. So uh, but yeah, I just felt that Anthony stumbled his way through Final Tribal, whereas Louie was a lot more confident in everything that he explained to the jury, and I respected that, and part of me still felt like I was like, oh, I think Anthony's still going to win the game, but I don't want to go up there and vote for Anthony just to say I voted for the person who won the game. I want to vote for the person who I felt convinced me that they played the best game. And I feel that's Louie. So I'm not going to do that disservice to Louie and the performance that he put on at final tribal. So that's why I still voted for Louie uh, just because of the way he performed in football. And I mean, nothing taken away from Anthony, uh, great player and he earned his win. So, yeah. All right, Austin. Well, you tried to get on survival challenge for so many years and you finally got on, was it all cracked up to be? How was your overall experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, I absolutely loved it. Had a blast. Uh, wouldn't have rather been on any other season than this one. Uh, I know in my audition video for this year, I told John and casting and all of them, I was, like, I was like, I want you guys to go out and get the best players you can. I want this to be the hardest survival challenge it can be. I want it to be the toughest, like, physically and tough strategically and – they did that and more than I ever could have expected with the group of players they brought in this season, because if you weren't on your A game the entire time, you weren't going to win. And unfortunately, I definitely was not on my A game the whole time. Uh, but I wouldn't change it for anything. I mean, I've gone and watched for two years. I was a tribe handler last year. So I absolutely love finally getting to play. I love this group of people we got to play with. And yeah, definitely everything I th- could have thought thought it would have been and more. And I also have to give a shout out to Becca. I think one of the funniest moments for me actually happened after the game. And it was literally right after Anthony won. So, like at that point, like, we obviously the people who made the jury can talk to people who we didn't get to talk to who were pre-jury. And I literally, I was just walking through like hugging everybody. And Becca like runs up to me and like grabs me by the arm. And she's like, oh my God, like. I don't know if I ever would have worked with you in the game, but you just seem so cool, and I really want to be your friend. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, who is this, like, girl? I was like, she just, like, and I was, like, dying laughing. And I was like, I will be I'm, your friend, Becca. Like, I'm not going to hate pr- you. I'm pretty sure she wanted to do that. I'm pretty sure she did something similar to Sam, too. So, <laughs> so that, I love Becca to death, but... Yeah, I just had to give Becca a shout-out since I never got to play with her during the game. and She gave me that funny moment. That's awesome. Well, man, it's great been having you on here to have you share your story. It's always fun hearing from everyone's angles. Um, And, uh, yeah, um, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I encourage everybody. I know everybody's saying they're going to come next year, but it's definitely so much fun coming back, volunteering. I know, obviously, Will, me and you probably know that more better than anybody else other than probably So true. So, yeah, I definitely encourage everybody to come back next year. It's so much fun, obviously, getting to see each other again, but obviously just helping out and helping this new cast of people uh, enjoy their experience and making it the best it can be because it's one big happy family at Survival Challenge. 
Absolutely. And if you're interested in applying or um, becoming part of the team, feel free to visit survivalchallenge.net. And thanks for listening. All right. Well, you know, I got to finish. I got to finish the podcast on a good note. Shouts out to my girl, Sam. What? what? Love that girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.